Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! We've talked about the weather. It is a brisk afternoon. 32 degrees right now. Jonathan Swigert, we joke you never have had to really do sideline in bad weather. You're paying for it today. However, it's dry, and that's big. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like that hopefully that moisture will definitely hold off here this afternoon. But indicative of the weather, everybody's bundled up from sideline to sideline. Still a lot of room. All right, yeah, there's uh, there some seats available. It's not going to be a big crowd. Have to create some energy. Our opening kickoff brought to you by Simpson Farm Enterprises. New and pre-owned sprayers and parts. Visit SimpsonFarm.com. Simpson Farm Enterprises, Ransom Hayes, Great Bend, Beloit, Grand Island, Nebraska. And we are ready to go. The Tigers in all black today. The gold numbers trimmed in white. The Broncos of Central Oklahoma, white jerseys, gold pants, navy blue numbers, and the gold trim, and the Bronco logo, the horse on the side of the blue helmet. We're glad to have you aboard, along with Jay-Z, DA, this is Gerard Welbrock, Joel Shorman, our producer and engineer, and we are underway. A high end-over-end kick's going to be taken at the three, and a fair catch there by Jacob Delzo, and Central Oklahoma will have it at their own 25-yard line to begin this football game and it looks like it will indeed be Dawson Hurl at quarterback. He's from Independence Missouri. Missouri Southern transfer making his 23rd career start. His third straight in a Bronco uniform. He was a senior transfer. Already graduated from Missouri Southern but only a junior in eligibility because of COVID and um, he threw for 2,260 yards and 16 touchdowns as a freshman at Missouri Southern and the Broncos will start in the I formation. Carney is the fullback. They hand it off to Wolfork. He's hit and taken down for no gain. Parrish Terry, the defensive end, fired up after that tackle. No gain on first down and second down and ten. I don't know if there is a freshman or newcomer of the year category that can be won, but Parrish Terry in the MIAA might be it. And he's an Oklahoman, so you know this is probably a big game for him. So he makes the tackle on Wolfork, who started his career at Nebraska. He redshirted with the Huskers in 18, played 10 games for Troy in 19, then sat out for a while before playing an NEO last year. Pistol formation, Stephon Brown at quarterback. He hands it off to Jason Cottrell, and Cottrell picks up about five around the right end, brought down by Mikel Williams, the linebacker. So we're seeing two quarterbacks. Hurl started, but then they bring in Stephon Brown, and he hands it off to Cottrell, and it'll be a gain of five and bring up third down at five. The Broncos just across the 30 yard line. You can see the early thought processes get the run game to the outside where Central Oklahoma thinks they have the advantage. Broncos 39% on third down this year. They need just about four and a half yards. So Stephon Brown injured in the Northwest Missouri State game and he throws a slant pattern. It's going to be caught. Do they give him progress or not? I don't think he's got the first down. Terrell Davis made the catch just shy of the 35. Oh, the near official was behind the line, but they're going to give him a first down and a gain of five. Tackled by Benny Williams. Here's the frustrating 
part about that is the receiver didn't give himself up. He tried to break out of the tackle of Benny Williams, so it should be fourth down yeah. at about two. Yeah, he got tackled to the 28 or 33-yard line, uh, but they gave him progress just across the line of screw to gain. It's a first and 10 for UCO. They're going from our right to left. Not a big breeze. Northwest at about 10 miles an hour. Play action for Brown. Dumps it over here to his tight end, Oscar Hammond. And he's hit hard and taken down to the 39-yard line. John Johnson was there. Also coming up, Mason Perez at the 39. It's a gain of four on that pass completion to their tight end. Oscar Hammond, third-team All-MIAA a year ago, their second-leading receiver. He had an 80-yard touchdown catch from Brown a year ago that kind of sealed UCO's victory in Edmond against the Tigers. Brown will go under center. They go back to the I formation. Two wide receivers right. Tight end near side is Dominique Dunn. We're just underway. Broncos have had one first down. There's a handoff to Cottrell, and he's gang tackled to the line of scrimmage. Maybe a yard. Evan Darville and Jason Wallace were there. I think Wallace hit him first. Darville wraps him up. It's a gain of one to the 40, and now third down and five. Well, Fort A. State needs to get off of this field. That was third down and along four previously. Third down and five. These are downs to get off of the field. Central Oklahoma, though, got exactly the amount that they needed on the previous one. Tigers have allowed 30% conversions on third down this year. That is best in the MIAA, 27th best in the country. Empty backfield for Brown. Three wide receivers right, one here to the left. It's the running back, Cottrell. Tigers jump, but they never go in the neutral zone. A lot of Tigers wearing pink T-shirts today. Brown to throw. He's being chased, wrapped up by Menchus, breaks out of it, and then gets hit as he throws. It's going to be incomplete. Menchus almost had a sack. Brown broke free, but his pass goes incomplete. The ball never got to the line of scrimmage. Either way, it's a stop on third down. The officials are talking about yeah, it. The ball landed about three yards shy of the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be intentional grounding. Intentional grounding. Offense number two. Ball will be placed in the spot of the foul. Includes lots of down, fourth down. How about this four-day state front four? They have been really, really good here as of late. That's going to be all the way back to the 23-yard line. That's what's impressive about that pass play. That was five wide receivers. Tigers dropped seven in coverage, and four-day state still got pressure on third and five. The Broncos get one first down, but the Tigers get a big third down stop right there. And now UCO will punt. David Vargas, pretty good one, line drive, fair cat called by Trevor Watts, backpedaling at about the 37-yard line, and that is where Fort A. State will have their first possession of the game. So a pretty good punt there of uh, 40 yards for UCO, and the Tiger defense gave up the one first down, but now will have their first possession in a scoreless game at 11.35 to go here in quarter number one. It will be interesting to watch future punts because Fort A. State didn't have their punt block on, and they still almost got there. That was a really slow getaway by the punter. Fort A. State might go after one before this day is over. They're going to officially mark it to the 38-yard line. That's Fort A. State's first possession. Kale Cormany, the tight end in motion from right to left. They're going to hand it off to Shane Watts. Not much running room. Now stays on his feet. He reverses direction. He's at the 45. He's at midfield. Cuts up to the 40. Breaks a tackle. 35 and all the way down to the Bronco 30-yard line. 
33 yards on a play that was going to be blown up in the backfield. And it's a first down. LaMail Gordon finally runs him down, but a 33-yard run from Watts. He broke out of a tackle in the backfield and takes it all the way down to the UCO 30. Never stopped his feet moving in the backfield. Just kept chopping his feet, waiting for that offensive line. The offensive line just kept washing the D-line away. Two straight 100-yard games for Watts. He'll get the carry again, and this time he's going down. The Broncos grab him and take him back at the 35 for a loss of five. It was Marlowe Hughes, Jr., a linebacker, in there on that stop. He's an Enid, Oklahoma, super senior. That's a loss of five in second and 15. Broncos made sure they kept a hold of Watts that time. Well, you can't go that far backwards yeah. on your first down. You're already getting close to field goal range, but remember with today's weather being so cold, that field goal range might be limited even more because of how hard that ball's going to be. It's kind of a diagonal crosswind today. A little bit of the back of the Tigers, but more out of the northeast, so not really truly in their back. Second and 15, Dawson to throw in the flat. He's got Watts, Shane up the sideline, 15, and dumped out of bounds there. He's going to pick up 20. Boy, just a simple wheel route, and Shane Watts was all by himself. They're going to say he stepped out of the 14-yard line. That's a pass completion of 21. Raquan Wicks makes the tackle. First and 10 Tigers inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply in Plainville and Colby, your local New Holland dealer. That was the concern that UCO had for Bryson Smith. He went on a post route and everybody went with him. First and 10 Tigers down to the Bronco 14 trying to score on their first possession. There's a pass in the flat to Trevor Watts. Looks for some blocking at the 10 and bumped out there. They set up the screen pass. It goes for 10. Those plays were going for negative yards earlier this year. Not a big gain, but they're going to get about four on first down, bring up second and six. Well, I like the difference that Fort Hay State has done, and it simply it's going out and putting Kale um, Cormany in motion for an extra blocker on those screens. Second and six Tigers down to the Bronco 10 yards. Yard line, no score. Four Day State's first possession after forcing the Broncos to punt. Two tight ends are in there Slane Holden, Kale Cormany. They are both lining up on the right side. Now, Watts and Jaden Horace surround the number 10 on the sideline marker here on the near side. Watts the running back. It's a draw play. Shane up the middle, breaks a tackle, lowers his shoulder, gets down to about the six. He'll pick up four and bring up a third down and two. Zane Adams in on that stop for Central Oklahoma. Tigers on their first possession of the game. They've moved it down to the Broncos' six-yard line and now have a third and two. Uh, and these are the downs that Fort Hay State has got to convert. You don't want to get this deep down into the, uh, the field position and then have to kick a field goal when you're inside the 10. Tigers 45 percent on third downs this year 49 42 of 94 fourth best in the conference that's top 25 in the country they need two here they're down to the broncos six it's a play action to the end zone wide open Jaden horace touchdown fort hayes state and dawson to horace again the eighth time this year and the tigers score a touchdown on their first possession they lead six to nothing with 829 to go in the first all kinds of eye candy out there for the uco defense you have trevor watts running across the front of the quarterback when he's getting ready to snap the ball so you're watching the flat and then you got the play action pass to shane watts who has been big on this drive and then all of a sudden horace watts uh, horace watts horace will never be as open as he was in that particular play he'll never be that open again all year 
Tigers get the extra point. They lead 7-0, 8.29 to go in the first. Our first quarter brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, and remember to drink responsibly. 7-0 Tigers on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Six plays, 62 yards, and three minutes and six seconds. Fort A. State up 7-0. That is the seventh time in their nine games this year the Tigers have scored on their first possession. So far, they are 5-1 in the previous six. And boy, that, that was about as efficient of a drive as we've seen all year. And the Tigers did something they've struggled with this year, overcame that big loss on first down. So the kickoff is from Parker Jenke. High and fieldable, bobbled for a moment by Delso, and now they're going to run a little pass, and the Tigers almost blow it up, and they do blow it up. The Broncos, it was a pass, but it was backwards, so technically a lateral from one hash to the other, and Fort A. State did not bite, and they blow it up all the way back at the 11-yard line. If you want to know how good your special teams are at staying disciplined for Fort Hay State, that is the A-plus test right there because nobody went too far one way. They did an over-pursue, perfect by Fort Hay State. Held their lanes. So the Broncos will start at their own 11, 7-0 Tigers, 8-20 to go here in the first quarter on a cold day. It was 32 degrees at kickoff. Pistol or shotgun formation to hand it off to Woolfork, and he is engulfed at the 10. They're going to give him progress to the 11. Fort A. State, you can take your pick. There was a brick wall of black jersey Tigers. Dimitri Scott, the first one there. And Woolfork has, has lost his mind. He tried to go after two of the Fort A. State Tigers right in front of Jay-Z. Yeah, guys, it was Miles Midges, but Jason Wallace led the way. But, yeah, he was not happy about something. Okay, pretty clean tackle. Second down and 10. They gave him progress back to the line of scrimmage. Boy, that front four for Fort A. State playing with some gusto right now. Brown to throw. He's being chased. He's wrapped up. Breaks out of the tackle. Down he goes. He's only going to get a yard. He broke out of one tackle, but he could not get away from Parrish Terry, who's a man on a mission right now. That's a one-yard gain to the 12-yard line, and it brings up third down and nine for UCO. They almost had him in the backfield. That shows you how elusive Stephon Brown is, but remember, coming off a shoulder injury that he suffered in the Northwest Missouri State game four weeks ago. And now Fort Hayes will go where they put Ter- uh, Parrish Terry and Miles Minches on the same side of the field. Three receivers left, one right. And Fort A. State jumps, but they're going to say they were drawn offside by Cooper McCoy, the left tackle. Or actually, that was Lane Grantham. False start. Offense, number 70. Five-yard penalty remains. Third down. All right, it was Robert Givens. So what Fort A. State does is they put Miles Mingus at the defensive tackle position. And he's on the left side. Parrish Terry is outside of him. And they like to run some stunts off of this. They like to get real creative with guys that are 6'6", 240, and 6'4", 250. One wears 4, one wears 94. It's almost like watching twins out there. (laughs) And then Jaden Barker, the other defensive end, is in. Also in there is Jason Wallace. So now three receivers line up on the right side and one to the left from the two-yard line. Stephon Brown's going to throw it. He throws it behind the running back. Jalen Cottrell out of the backfield. Cottrell cut in. That pass behind his back. Sails by the Broncos. Unable to complete the pass. And they're going to punt for the second straight possession. 
And uh, that may have been a situation of Fort A. State getting some pressure because Brown got rid of that ball in a hurry. Brown had time. He had a lot of time, and he could have stood in the pocket. If he waits, he probably hits his uh, his running back for a big gain. He just got happy feet got rid of the football. So the Broncos got a first down on their first possession. They'll go three and out here. They're going to punt from about seven yards deep. Tigers come after it. Almost got it. Perez almost blocked it. And a fair catch at the 40-yard line called by Shane or by Trevor Watts. Hey, and Fort A State, after the 32-yard punt, are going to start at their own four at the uh, UCO 40. We have a timeout. Our first quarter brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy, but please drink responsibly. Seven nothing Tigers. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. They make them better every single. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Four-day state football brought to you by Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. From jointed spine surgery to sports medicine, rehab therapy, and more, the experts at Hayes Med will help you move freely. Learn more at HayesMed.com backslash Orthopedic, 7-0 Tigers, 6.29 to go here in the first. The second possession for Fort A. State starts at the Bronco 40-yard line. Snap back to Dawson on the shotgun. Dawson under pressure. Now he's going to leak to the left, throw it downfield, and throws an interception. He had Ryan Allen open, but he underthrows him, and the pass is picked off by Amante Davis, the Anna Texas redshirt junior. A mistake by Dawson, who had room to run. But he throws an interception to the Broncos, who've done nothing today. Now gets some, another takeaway. That's four now in four games for them. Only their fifth of the year. And they'll take over at their own 16-yard line. Jack could have ran. If he sets his feet and throws, Ryan Allen walks into the end zone. He could have done anything but what he did to result in a better outcome. And he just underthrew it. He yeah. short-armed it, and Davis was there. So now the Broncos given new life down 7-0. Take over at their own 16-yard line. There's a handoff to Wolfark. He bounces out to the outside, runs into Mikkel Williams, but Mikkel gets some help from Sam Brandt, and they make the tackle at about the 19-yard line for a three-yard gain. Wolfork running with a little more conviction that time. Ran through Williams, but Brandt there to help break the tackle, the 19. Well, Wolfork is 6'1", 225. He's a big dude, and he just put his helmet down and right into the chest of Williams, and Williams was not in good tackling position. He had to scrape off of a block, and right as he did, he was standing straight up, and that's the reason that it looked the way it did. Wolfork second of the conference in total yards, and he is near the top third in yards per carry at 6.1. Play action, Brown across the middle, incomplete. He was trying to go to his tall receiver, Terrell Davis, just beyond his reach. Sam Brandt was there in coverage. The pass is incomplete, and now it's third down and seven for UCO. Well, this is where Chris Brown, the head coach for Fort Hayes State, thought that his team could get better is on the defensive side after a turnover by the offense to stop the other team. Quit letting them go out and score points. Here's a moment to prove how much you've improved on the year. Three wide receivers split to the left. One of them is the tight end, Dominique Dunn. The receiver to the right side is the other tight end, Oscar Hammond. Back to throw, Brown, he's hit, and he is gonna go down! Miles Menchus, Jason Wallace combine on the sack back at the 12-yard line, and that front four is wreaking havoc so far in this first quarter. They are in the backfield again, and the Broncos, after the interception, will go three and out and have to punt. The front four has been good this year, 
they have never looked as good as this. And they were good against Northwest Missouri State. I think they were the difference in the game. This is a whole nother level by the Tiger front four. Boy, they are playing fired up. Here's a nice kick off the foot of Vargas. Backpedaling, making the catch is Trevor Watts. He'll bring it out across the 45 up to about the 47-yard line. So that was a really good punt of 45 yards. But Fort A. State will have good field position. 4.53 to go here in the first quarter, and the Tigers dodge the bullet after the interception. They can force a three and out, and now they'll start at their own 49-yard line. But, boy, those turnovers starting to become a bit of an issue. Fort A. State minus two in turnover margin. Remember, about three weeks into the year, they were leading the MIAA well north of about plus four or five, but they've steadily got into the negative numbers. Two receivers left, two right. Now Watts, who lined up in the backfield, or lined up as a receiver, goes into the backfield. He'll get the carry, bounces out to the left, breaks the tackle, 40, 35, 30, and down to the 29-yard line. That is a 22-yard run for Watts. Started right, then did a little cut back to the left, and he has it in the Bronco territory. Grant Lohr, one of their linebackers out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, an Oklahoma Baptist transfer, makes the stop, but not before Watts takes it all the way down to the UCO 29-yard line. That's because Porter Danovic sealed his defensive end on his side. Zane Adams, who actually is a defensive tackle, but because of three-man front, is on the outside. Two receivers left, one right, and play action passed. Looking down. Downfield for Wallace and, or for a Horace, and the pass is incomplete. Good time, and the pass just a little bit be beyond the intended Tiger for Four Day State. And you don't normally see uh, Horace not run that one down, but Jack led him just a little bit too far. And Jack put it in the spot he had to because if he lets that up just a little bit, that's a potential interception. That was a good spot by Jack Dawson. Look, on that last interception, nobody felt worse on it than him. He's grabbing his face mask. He knows. And Jack's brought it up in our media sessions that he has to cut down on them. He's going to come back from it. Receivers left and right in tandem. Now Kaiden Corbin, he comes in motion from left to right. And they're going to hand it off to Shane Watts. Starts to his left, lowers the shoulder, gets it to about the 25, maybe the 24. He runs into Hunter Largent, the noble Oklahoma junior. On that stop, they're going to mark him right at the 25-yard line. So he picks up four and brings up a third down and six. Tigers are one for one so far on third down. That's when they got it inside the red zone earlier and eventually scored a touchdown. Now this is probably four-down territory for Fort Hayes State. This is not a punting area, and you're maybe beyond the extent of your field goal kicker today. 337 and counting. First quarter, 7-0 Tigers. Third down, six. Dawson throws, and it's going to be incomplete. Trying to go to Cormany. He was well defended by Connor Johnson, the linebacker, and even if Kale catches that, he does not get a first down, and Fort Hayes State is going to bring in the field goal unit. You know, Jaden Horace was wide open in the middle of the field, and and if Dawson allows the two crossers to get completely out of the way, it puts Horace wide open at the 15-yard line. This is going to be a 42-yard attempt for Carson Arndt, his long this year, 44 a week ago at Washburn. A little more elements today. Good snap, the hold down, the kick is high, end over end. He's got enough distance, and it's good. A 42-yard field goal for Carson Arndt, who is now 6 of 9 on the year, and the Tigers have a two-possession game lead. It's 10 to nothing now. Four-day state on top with 3.26 to go 
here in the first quarter. Wanted more, but they get the field goal. I want to bring up something with Jonathan Zweiger because he pointed out something last week, or last couple of weeks, how the emotions on the sideline ride up and down. But it's always been good in the first quarter, John, and I suppose today it is as well. Yeah, it is, but it's a little more mute. They are not necessarily as high as they have been, and I think it's probably a little bit of the combination of the, the turnover, but also the weather a little bit too. But uh, it does seem like it's a little more even keel so far at this point, despite a couple of ups and downs. And maybe that's not a bad thing. <laughs> maybe in thing. the first quarter, Florida State was getting too high when things were going well. Maybe that's not a bad thing. Sometimes that emotion takes energy. So it's 10 nothing Tigers. They get off to a two-possession lead here. Good job to get points. After throwing the pick on their second possession, 10 nothing now with 3.26 to go. That was five plays, 26 yards, and a minute 27. As Parker Janke will kick off today. They've alternated between Janke and Arndt this year, but it's Parker doing the kicking again. Tigers for breast cancer awareness. A lot of them wearing the pink tape, pink socks, or pink T-shirts under their jerseys. Here's the kick, high and end over end, and this time it's going to be fair caught. Nope, it's going to go over the head of the return man and go out of the end zone, and UCO tried a little trickery on the last kickoff. That time they let it go, and they'll take over at their own 25-yard line. Well, so far, even though it's 10 to nothing, the Tiger defense has been the story, and that front four has come to play today. They've given up the one first down, and that has been it. This is already the fourth possession of the first quarter for uh, Central Oklahoma, and there's almost three and a half minutes left. So far, they have... Very little offense. They're going to run near side. Nice catch and a good open field tackle by Kobe Rome. But Jacob Delso, the Eastern Michigan transfer, makes the catch at the 31-yard line. It's a gain of six over here in the near flat. That was one of the first positive plays so far today for Central Oklahoma. They have not done much so far in this contest. It's their biggest first down play of the game. So they have it out to the 31-yard line. Tigers up 10 to nothing late in the first quarter. Pistol formation. They're going to run a reverse end around, and the receiver is going to be blown up. That was Christian Romero on the end around, and he gets hit hard. John Johnson was there. Jacoby Wilson was there, and they blow that play up for minimal yardage out to the 31-yard line. In fact, they're going to say no game. Boy, Forday State has not fallen for the trickery, either in special teams or that one, and here come the Broncos on third down. They need about three and a half. They're one for four today. We'll call it third and four from their own 31. Tigers up 10 to nothing. Shotgun for Stephon Brown. His first game since the Northwest Missouri State game, and he injured his shoulder in the first quarter. He wants to throw. He's got time. Now he eludes some running or some tacklers. He's got to run for the first down, and that's what he brings. He did not wait that long, and as soon as the pocket crumbled, he tucked it and ran. He's brought down by Benny Williams, but not before getting to the 40. He picks up nine on the scramble. It's a first down for the Broncos. Fort Hayes State, for the first time today, overran their lanes, and it's because they brought a blitz, and if Fort Hayes State would have blitzed from the other side, woulda, coulda, shoulda. But if they blitz from the other side, it's a sack right in the face of the quarterback, Brown. Stephon Brown is not as good a runner as T.J. Davis, but he's pretty close, and he is a big dude, 6'5", 220. He throws a lateral. It's going to be a double pass. They've got a receiver open, and it is going to be caught. The ball was underthrown, but they get it out to Darius Melton. Travion Mitchell saves the touchdown. They threw it in the flat to Delso, but it was a lateral. And then Delso hit Melton all the way down at the 23-yard line. 
So we've seen a lateral pass Man. on a kickoff return, a reverse on this drive, and now a double pass. Central Oklahoma is pulling out everything today. In the first quarter, they're down to the 23-yard line, down 10 to nothing, a minute to go. That's the first time the Tigers bit on one of those plays. Two receivers left, one right. Brown throws in the flat. It's going to be caught by Darius Melton. Then he's driven out of bounds by Travion Mitchell. Clock will roll as he's knocked out at the 20-yard line. He'll pick up three. And you're right, they've thrown the kitchen sink at the Tigers here in the first quarter. We'll you a station break. We'll get it after this play. It'll be second down and seven. We're down to 36 seconds left in the first. 10-0 Tigers. They came out early about the only negative. Four-day State threw an interception on their second possession, but the defense got a three and out. Two receivers right, one left, pistol formation. Wolf hooked the running back. He lines up behind Brown, and he'll get the carry right side, and the Tigers there to grab him. Jason Wallace and Sam Brandt make the stop. He's going to be short of the first down at about the 16-yard line, and we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort Hayes State Football. Kaiser Liquor and Fort Hayes State Athletics. It's a good thing. Kaiser Liquor and Tiger Radio. Mix 103. KJLS. Fort Hayes. That is the end of the first quarter. 10-0 Tigers, but the Broncos inside the red zone for the first time today when we come back on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Central Oklahoma has 57 yards of offense in the first quarter. 37 of them came on that wide receiver pass on the lateral to Delso, in which he was able to find Melton, which got the ball down near the 25-yard line. Now UCO faces third, down and three. They're at the Tiger 16-yard line. Fort A. State leading 10 to nothing, but UCO, who's brought out a handbag of trick plays, trying to get right back in this football game. Here's where we begin the fourth quarter. They'll shift down, try to punch it into the south end zone. Shotgun for Stephon Brown back at the starting quarterback roll after the injury. He wants to throw. He fires into the corner of the end zone, and it's going to be incomplete. It's broken up. He had it for a moment. His tight end, Oscar Hammond, but Mason Perez able to jar it free at the last minute. It goes incomplete. Watching the UCO sideline, wondering if there's going to be a challenge flag. I wonder if they're saying that he was out of bounds get a replay here it looked like he hauled it in you know what I think the ball may have popped out at the very end of the play it looked like it may have come out of his arm Adam Doral talking to the official over there and he is not going to drop a flag that may have been the explanation so Central Oklahoma will try a 33-yard field goal their kicker is one of the best in the conference if not the country and he misses it he misses it wide right. Nikki Covado, one of the best kickers in the MIAA, pushes it right, and the Broncos come up empty. Oh, and he was well right of that one. He is his older brother, Alex, was a great kicker. Nikki, honorable mention, All-American last year. And he pushes it. Wide to the right, the Tigers will have it first and 10 of their own 20, still leading 10 to nothing. This is the drive of the game, Gerard, because if Fort A State goes up three possessions on a 30-degree day, you like your chances. 
Empty backfield for Dawson. Three wide receivers right, two here to the left. Jack takes the shotgun snap. He's being chased. Rolls to his right. The quarterback's going to run, and he steps out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Did not try to force it. Just ran to his right. Picks up five yards on first down and bring up second down and five. Five yards is what will go into the uh, stat book. He had to run from the near hash out of that shotgun snap to the far sideline. So he runs about 40 yards. He gets five. Horace, Cormany, and Trevor Watts, wide receivers right. And Bryson Smith here to the left side. Tigers up 10-0 early second quarter. They hand it off to Shane. Watch, no, that's Dixon. Dixon to the 35. He's at the 40. Midfield 50. Downfield block from Smith 40. 35-30. And pushed out of bounds inside the Bronco 30. They're going to mark him out at the 30-yard line. That is a 50-yard run and a first down. J.K. Moore, the tackle. Remember the wheel route that Fort Hay State ran in the first quarter for all of those yards? Well, that is the same formation, only this time with the motion, with the motion of the running back going out to the side or the wide receiver, Watts. Then that takes all the eyes that way and the handoff to Dixon. And right now, Fort Hay State is taking advantage of the undisciplined eyes of Central Oklahoma. Officially 45 yards, the first carry for Travis Dixon, his best run of the year. Trevor Watts in motion, left to right. They hand it back to Dixon, goes left side again. Gets about three as he runs behind Kerry Carey and Josh Shaw. Inside the 30 to about the 28-yard line, maybe the 27. Hunter Larchin in on that tackle. He's one of the top tacklers for UCO. He makes that one. Just a two-yard gain. They're going to spot at the 28-yard line, second down and eight. Well, and that uh, last big run has got to make uh, some coaches happy because of the downfield blocking, Bryson mm. Smith being one of them. Al McCray, he preaches receivers blocking, and, boy, this group's done a good job. Second down and eight, Tigers at the Bronco 28-yard line, leading 10 to nothing early here in the second quarter. Handoff, Shane Watts. No, it's a play fake. Cormany on the right flat, makes the catch, and he gets ankle tackled short of the first down. Inside the 25 to about the 23, Raekwon Wicks. Good open field tackle there for UCO. They're going to mark it at the 22-yard line. It still goes for six, and now brings up third down and two for Fort A. State. The Tigers one for two on third down this afternoon. kind of feel like this is a must-convert, right? You want to keep this drive going. Now you're kicking uh, at a little different angle with that wind. Uh, You you really want to get the conversion. You wonder the wind because the wind blew that ball on the last kick from Covado. That's the way he missed it to that side of the upright. Third down and two. The Tigers at the UCO 22-yard line leading 10 to nothing with 12-14 to go here in the second. Watts will line up left of Dawson. Jack to throw. Slam pattern. Bryson Smith. He's got the first down to the 15-yard line. Great job of running to the spot, making the catch. J.K. Moore, the tackle. They're going to mark him at the 16. He picks up six when they needed two. It's a first and ten for Fort A. State. A perfect play call. Perfect play call. They're back inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone for the second time today. See their great selection of new and used equipment at farmimp.com. That's farmimp.com. Well, everybody is backpedaling for the Central Oklahoma secondary, so that's slant. Well, that's easy money. 
First and 10, Tigers trying to add to a 10 to nothing lead. 11.33 to go here in the first half. Two receivers left, two right. One of them is Shane Watts, the running back, who now lines up in the backfield and gets the handoff. He tries to go left side. Can he turn the edge? He cannot. He is wrapped up and slung to the turf by Connor Johnson, a linebacker who lined up at defensive end, and Watts could not turn the edge and get around Johnson, who grabs him and brings him down back of the 21-yard line, a loss of six. Now, Forte stayed for several games in a row has wanted to try to go outside with everything just slanting that way and it's just not there for the Tigers this year and the last run by Dixon that was just off tackle but it's meant to go right beside the tackle second they're going to mark of the 20 second and 14 Fort Hayes State Dawson the throw steps up in the pocket he has Dixon in the flat lowers his shoulder over one Bronco over another takes it inside the 15 and down to the 13 yard line he'll pick up seven well he just lowered his shoulder Marlowe Hughes finally the tackle, but he barreled his way over one of the defensive backs, J.K. Moore, to get some extra yardage, and now it's third down and seven. That's poor tackling by J.K. Moore. He went in there thinking he was going to get a big hit <laughs> on a 5'10", 215-pound running back by lowering his shoulder and taking his eyes off of the running back. That's poor tackling. Tigers need to get it down to about the six-yard line. They are at the 13. It is third down and seven. They're up 10 to nothing on UCO with 10-11 to go. Play clock is down to three. Empty backfield for Dawson. Takes the shotgun snap. The quarterback hits. Now gets rid of it late. And he throws an interception at the one-yard line. The ball now fumbled and goes out of bounds. Intercepted by Connor Johnson. The second pick of the first half by Jack Dawson. And he just fluttered that near the goal line. And the Broncos were the closest on the play. It's the exact same interception he threw at Missouri Southern in almost a similar situation where you're trying to put a game away early. There is a flag. Yep, we see it now. It was right in front of the Tiger bench, but a poorly thrown ball. Second bad decision by Dawson, and it's usually when there's pressure in the pocket. It almost like he panics a little bit, and it looked like he was just trying to get rid of that football, and he threw it into, well, really – the, the receivers were in the end zone. The ball never even got to the goal line where yeah. it was intercepted by Johnson. He had third and seven, and you got points on the board. You're in field goal range. Oh, man. There's no foul on the play. The result of the play is interception. First down, University of Central Oklahoma. Well, the Broncos down 10 to nothing, still very much a part of this one. You feel four-day state could have maybe, you don't want to say put it away in the first half, but, boy, could have, had a, could have a commanding lead right now, but – Two big picks inside Bronco territory. Now UCO takes over, throws 14. It could have easily be 20 nothing because that, that interception, the first one, would have been a touchdown to Ryan Allen because he was 15 yards yeah. behind everybody. And this one is on third down, and you get a field goal out of it. Shotgun formation for the quarterback, Stephon Brown, back in the starting lineup after missing three games with a shoulder injury. He wants to throw from back inside the five. Men just pressuring. The pass is going to be caught, and a big-time hit on the running back, Wolfork, by Mikel Williams, the linebacker. Wolfork, who started his career in Nebraska, gets it out to the 16. He picks up two on that pass completion and a big-time hit there by McHale. Boy, Fort A. State, Chris Brown preaches physicality. They have been on defense today. Yeah, he got two yards and uh, two two bruised ribs <laughs> on that play. 
Second down and eight. Clock rolling at 9.25 in the second quarter. 10-0 Tigers, but they've thrown two interceptions in Bronco territory to keep UCO in this one. Davis under center. It's an end around to the running back of the wide receiver, Davis, and Benny Williams blows it up for a one-yard loss. We're going to give him progress back to the 16-yard line. They did the end around to Terrell Davis. Uh, Terrell Davis, actually, is how he pronounces it, like the former Bronco, and he gets nothing. It's third down and eight. That is discipline again by the Tigers. Four days day has been caught once today, not being disciplined on defense. It almost cost him points, but the field goal was missed. Same formation now with Terry and Menges both in at defensive end on the one side, and Jaden Barker here to the near. Back to pass is Brown. Stefan being flushed from the pocket. Now some pressure late. Nobody open. He tries to run and he dives to the 21 yard line where he will be short of the first down by five yards. That was great coverage. Brown had all day to throw, but nobody popped open. He'll pick up five on the run. It's the fourth down. It's knowing your job and it's doing the 111th on defense because John Johnson took two steps towards the quarterback and he's going to have to run 15 yards to get there. And it dawned on John, that's not my job. And so he backpedaled, and he took away a potential wide receiver, Logan, in the middle of the field, which would have been the first down. So the Broncos will have to punt for the fourth time today. A low-line drive kick. Tigers let this one bounce inside the 40. It'll angle out of bounds at about the 31-yard line. So it ends up being a 49-yard punt. But again, the defense, that's twice now. Forte State has thrown an interception. The defense forces a punt on a three and out. Our second quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra, but do so responsibly. Back in a minute, this is the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. Since 1983, PwC. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Forte State has thrown two interceptions here in the first half, but so far it hasn't cost them because the defense has forced a three and out, but it's still 10-0 Tigers. Now 7.53 to go until halftime. They'll have it first and 10 at their own 31-yard line. Pistol formation this time with Watts behind Dawson. Two receivers to the right and one here to the left. That's Trevor Watts. They hand it off to Shane Watts. He finds a crease. 35-40. Stiff arms the Bronco and taken out of bounds at the 45-yard line. That'll be a 14-yard run on first down. Raekwon Wicks the tackle and uh, Shane Watts approaching 100 yards in the first half. He's out to the 45. How patient have the running backs been today for Fort Hayes State? And it's something that Coach Chris Brown harped on early in the season, that the running backs were trying to get to the hole too fast. That's not the case today. Well, they've been doing a good job, and one of the reasons they're averaging over 200 yards each of the last four games. First and 10 out of the 45, handoff Watts again. This time he's hit, breaks out of the tackle, goes forward. He's going to pick up four yards when he should have been dropped in the line of scrimmage. He somehow got away from Zane Adams. Zion Bell finally brings him down to the 49-yard line, but the defensive lineman, Zane Adams, had him at the line of scrimmage, and somehow Watts broke free and picks up four. I know it's cold, and so we probably got a bigger listening audience today than usual, so I'll say this. If you're bringing your young player to watch Fort Hay State football. Make sure they watch the feet of Shane Watts. He never stops chopping those feet and picked up yards because of it. Two receivers in tandem left and right outside the numbers. Handoff up the middle. Watts pinballs off a defensive lineman still on his feet. He's going to be shy of the first down. The Tigers try to run it right back up the middle. Reed Lindsey was in there. The defensive end out of Clinton, Oklahoma who actually started his career at Oklahoma. It's a three-yard gain to the Bronco 48-yard line and now Fort Hay State facing a 
third down and about three yards to go. They're at the 48. They need to get it to the UCO 45, leading 10 to nothing. Clock rolling, 6.15 to go here in the second quarter. Be big to keep this drive alive, not only score points, but then you can nearly go back-to-back by getting the football to start the second half. Horace, who has a touchdown catch, along with Cormany, lined up to the right. Now the tight end, Cormany, comes in motion. They'll have three receivers this way. Dallison wanted to throw. Instead, he's going to run, and they're trying to push him forward. He's going to be just short of the first down. Nobody was open. The Broncos got pressure in the backfield, and Dawson just tried to run for it. And then they tried to do that old uh, tush push like the Eagles, and he gets to the 46-yard line, one yard shy of the first down. It looks like Fort A. State... Are they going to bring the punt team on? They are going to bring the punt team on. Boy, they talk. Looks like they're going to possibly go for it, but instead they bring out Cameron Zeisenkamp. So Zeisenkamp will come in to punt. Fort A. State now huddling. They quickly sprint to the line of scrimmage as Cormany lines up under center, and did the Broncos have to burn a timeout? They do. Fort A. State with a little gamesmanship right there. Central Oklahoma. They waited to the last the minute to bring the punt team on. And then they did a little huddle five yards from the ball that quickly ran and McCormany under center. I think the Fort Hayes offense is going to come back out after this timeout. I think Fort Hayes State may have even taken the timeout themselves had Central Oklahoma not. And uh, and because of how slow that Fort Hayes State got up there, usually Cormany would run right up underneath of the, the center and they'd go. But he was very deliberate about pointing out the coverage. They wanted Central Oklahoma to take that timeout. We talked with Kale earlier in the week. <laughs> said, hey, you were a quarterback back in the day. Uh, Asked the coaches if you can put one in the air. And he said, well, I don't know if you're familiar with my quarterback days. I was more of a ground-based quarterback. And he has some screws in his shoulder now. So he said, his throwing days probably over. Last year, was it Leighton Cure got to pass the ball as a tight end? I know they did it once, and I think it was Cure got to actually throw it and not Cormody. Uh, but, yeah, fun to visit with Kale. And sophomore tight end has been so good last year and has really elevated his game this year. And now it looks like Fort A. State will punt this one away, I think. It's the same. Well, they're going to do that same huddle, five yards behind the line of scrimmage. They're going to send the gunners out left and right. Zizen Cam at the 40-yard line. It is fourth and one. Fort A. State's up 10 to nothing. There is 5-16 to play here in the first half, and the Tigers bring it back to the line of scrimmage. Cormany is under center, and now they're going to back and look to the sideline. Cormany again, and it looks like they're going to try to get UCO to jump. Play clock at 10. Cormany looks to the sideline one more time. Yep, Chris Brown's onto the field and calls a timeout. Well, timeout. gamesmanship going on right here in the first half. half. The Broncos have thrown every... Trick play we've seen all year in the first half at Fort A. State. They tried to see if UCO would jump, and I'm guessing they'll punt the ball away right now. Maybe. I don't know. And now there's a Central Oklahoma player that tried to get in the Fort A. State huddle. Maybe he needs to go into concussion protocol, and he's on the wrong side of the field. Yeah, that was... um, that was J.K. Moore, the cornerback out of Mesquite, Texas. He lined up in the Tiger huddle, and they quickly got him out of there. And the officials escorted him to his side of the field. Give him credit for trying. Yeah, that, that's the opinion of one of one on this broadcast. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. Get some I other think, score. Go ahead. I think Fort Hayes State. Eh, I don't know. That looks like the punt team. I was just watching some of the personnel that was in the huddle. I thought they might try to go for this, but Missouri Western up 14 to nothing over Northeastern State. That is early second quarter. I think Fort Hayes State may go for it here. They may be trying to get Central Oklahoma to take yet another timeout. 
Adam Doral and Chris Brown go back a ways. <laughs> this has been the wackiest series here on fourth and one. This will be the third attempt here on fourth and one. And Fort A State brings the offense back on. They're going to go for it here from the Bronco 46. They need a yard. They lead 10 to nothing with 5.16 to go in the first half. Three receivers split to the right. One here to the left, that's Ryan Allen. And back to pass, it's gonna be caught by Trevor Watts. First down, he breaks the tackle. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, five, it's a touchdown! Touchdown, Fort Hayes State! Trevor Watts, 46 yards on fourth and one! It's 16 to nothing, Tigers, with 5.06 to go until halftime. It's a simple route. It's just a quick up and out for Trevor Watts. But Trevor hits his top end speed so quickly. And Dawson put that ball on him perfect. That ball was out of Dawson's hands before Trevor ever turned his head. And Trevor never had to break stride. I know we got get on Jack when he throws his interceptions. Give credit where credit's due because that was a perfect throw. Extra point is good. Carson Arndt, 37 for 37 this year. It is 17 to nothing. Fort A stayed with the lead. You'll have to ask Coach Chris Brown about that sequence. Some gamesmanship. And then they go for it, and the Tigers get a touchdown. Our second quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. But remember to drink responsibly. 17-0 Tigers on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Farm implement and supply. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Five plays, 69 yards, a little gamesmanship on fourth and one. Couple of timeouts, in fact, three, two, each team used one, and then the Tigers go for it. And Trevor Watts, a 46-yard touchdown catch. That's his first receiving touchdown this year. His second longest catch, 17-0 Tigers. And now the kickoff from Jenke is going to be short and fair caught at the 20 at the 15 so the Broncos will start at the 25 that was crazy the gamesmanship that Fort A State showed on whether or not they're going to fake it and then go for it on fourth down and score and John you think maybe the coaching staff was talked into that one a little bit it kind of sounded like you guys there was a lot of uh, enthusiastic players over here and it seemed like that uh, they were maybe trying to lobby their case especially Kale Cormier well, it worked, and boy, what a play. What a great yards after catch by Trevor Watson. You said it so well. His burst of speed is impressive. First and 10 Broncos, three receivers right side. It's a quarterback run by Brown, and he breaks a tackle. Menzies grabs him by the waist, slows him up until he can get some help. It's going to be a, about a 10-yard run, one of the best plays of the day for UCO, and a first down on the 10-yard run by Stephon Brown. He didn't start the game, but he came in on the second play, and he's gone the entire way since. You know, it was one of the first times they kind of just went right at Fort Hayes State instead of trying to get to the edges. And he's a big guy, 6'5", 220-pound senior, Colonel's North Carolina TCU transfer started at Appalachian State went to Independence Community College in Kansas and now he's going to play action rolls the shoulder throws it near side great over the shoulder catch 
caught by Andrew Carney, the fullback, in Tiger territory, pushed out of bounds by Williams at the Tiger 39-yard line. That was a beautiful throw. You mentioned Brown's size, 6'5", 220 at halftime. There's going to be the induction ceremony, and Sean Bear, one of the best quarterbacks <laughs> at Fort Hay State, he is getting inducted, and he talked about in his interview with you how you know quarterbacks my size just didn't exist back in the day, and now it's kind of it's, yeah. it's every day. Great, great ceremony this morning. We'll tell you about the list here at halftime. There's a draw play by Brown. Tigers stuff it up, flag thrown, and they blow it up in the backfield for a two-yard loss. We'll see if the Tigers take the penalty. Miles Menges, the tackle to the backfield. This is going to be a hold on UCO, but the play loses two. Yeah, I think you'll 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 force them back to first and twenty. Well, Menges has been remarkable lately. Parrish Terry. Holy. Offense, number 57, 10-yard penalty remains, first step. You know, from a penalty aspect, this has been a pretty clean yeah. game. We talked with Miles Menges this week as well, and I said, it seems like you're having a lot of fun out there. And he basically says, well, if you're not having fun, What's the what, point? what is the point of playing? And, uh, you know, winning helps. Yeah. He, he's been part of some teams that haven't won much lately. He's back to his winning ways. That's got to be enjoyable. Four-day State has not been penalized. That's the third on UCO now for 15 yards. First and 20, the Broncos backed up to the Tiger 49. It's 17 to nothing, Fort A State, 3.40 to go here in the second. They'll go with a heavy formation. Carney, the fullback. Wolfork, the running back. Brown to throw. He's got plenty of time. Throws it near side. It's overshot. His target and incomplete. Rome was on coverage of Madison Ridgeway, the Iowa Central Community College transfer, who had no chance to make that catch over the near flat. It's incomplete. Second and 20. Travion Mitchell can do nothing but slap his hands because he played it what he's supposed to play. The ball was overthrown, though. And if Travion is about three yards off, he can jump and make the interception. He knows it. And he knows also, oh, I did what was right, right, but I could have been an interception. Four Day State's done a good job of disciplined football today. They've seen a lot of different looks and plays today. Second down and 20, Broncos. They're going to pitch it. That is Cottrell. He's got some room, but Rome ropes him up and rides him out of bounds at about the 43-yard line. So it ends up being only a six-yard run on the pitch from the quarterback, Brown, to Jalen Cottrell out of Lexington, Oklahoma. Redshirt sophomore ran for 20 yards against the Tigers a week ago, or a year ago. He had an 83-yard touchdown run last week against, or against Northwest Missouri State three weeks ago. It's one of the few times that Benny Williams got caught out of position. But the Tigers' set safety was there to help him out. Third down, and we'll call it 14. UCO from the 43 of Fort A. State. Brown sets up a middle screen to Hammond, and the tight end is blown up by Jason Wallace. The defensive lineman did not bite on the screen. They get four to the 39. It'll be up fourth down. When you smell something funny, it ain't right, right? That's what you do when you go to the fridge. Well, that time Jason Wallace smelled something funny. He took two steps in and realized, there's not an offensive lineman in front of me. And he turned and retreated, and he ran right into the running back, or tight end, I guess, in this case. Fourth down and 10. The Broncos look like they're going to go for it. They're down 17 to nothing, but 2.20 to play. They're going to let this play, play clock wind down and burn their second time out of the quarter. 17 to nothing. Fort A. State on top of UCO. 
And the Broncos will burn a timeout. They'll have one left. Four-day state football brought to you in part by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them online at goldenbeltbank.com. Let's go around the the conference. Now 21 to nothing. Missouri Western on top of Northeastern State. They are early second quarter in St. Joe. Northwest Missouri State on top of Washburn, 14 to 10. That is early in the second quarter. It was a 10 to seven Washburn lead after one quarter that game today in um, in Topeka. Pitt State has the only non-conference game. They're taking on the University of Sioux Falls and that is just about ready to kick off. And the other game today uh, are at two o'clock starts as well. Central Missouri and Missouri Southern and Nebraska Kearney at Emporia State. That's your MIAA scoreboard brought to you by Mapes and Miller CPAs, business advisors and accountants with offices in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. You know, Pitt State is is pretty much, I'm not a, not a lock, but I mean, they're, they're a, a favorite to go to the playoffs. It could be the one seed. And so this is an interesting exercise in not playing the entire league by not playing Lincoln. And I know Lincoln is not technically a conference school, but how much does it help Pittsburgh State in the postseason. This is very interesting for the MIAA. They thought that cost them a year ago having to go to Ferris in round two. In fact, felt they should have hosted that game, and you can look at a lot of arguments they probably should have. We'll see if that plays out. Fourth down and ten. Broncos going to go for it from the Tiger 39-yard line. Stephon Brown to throw. He's got time. Throws it downfield. His tight end. Hammond is hit. It's incomplete. He had it for a moment, but he got lit up by Mason Perez, and the ball comes out of his hands and is incomplete. And Hammond is slow to get up. Perez lowered the shoulder into the right hip and dislodged the football, and the Tigers get a fourth down stop. What a hit by Mason Perez and perfectly timed as well. He gets there any earlier, and it's a pass interference. It's also not a defenseless receiver. Mason Perez, a lot of experience, played it well. Well, how many times you see the guy go up high and you get penalized? He went with the shoulder at the hip. It was just a solid, hard hit, and it lodged the ball free. And now Fort A. State will have it first and 10 at the their own 39-yard line, up 17 to nothing. Dawson, the throw incomplete. He tried to go to Dixon out of the backfield. Dangerously threw it wide to his left. It goes incomplete. Brings up second down and 10. Again, a minute 58 to go. Fort A. State will have the ball to start the third quarter. They're already up 17 to nothing. I don't think that one was on Dawson. That route wasn't quite what Fort Hay State had in mind out of the back field by Travis Dixon. Oh, you a station break. We'll get it after this play as Fort A. State looks to the sideline. Ryan Allen is in at wide receiver. He and Corbiny are split to the left. Jaden Horace, Trevor Watts to the right. Shotgun for Dawson. Shane Watts, line, or Travis Dixon in there to his right. Back to pass. Dawson in the pocket. Pumps the shoulder. Downfield for Ryan Allen. He's got it first down at the Bronco 40-yard line. A 21-yard completion. First and 10. Tigers. Kobe Stevens the tackle. Real quick, 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort A. State football. Raise your glass cans or bottles from Kaiser Liquor and salute all of the hardworking Fort Hay State Athletics. Tiger Radio. Mix 103. KJLS. Hayes. 
They mark it at the Bronco 39, a minute 52 to play here in the first half. 17-0 Tigers. Dawson to throw in the flat. The running back, Dixon, can he break a tackle? No, he gets it down to the 39. That was a good open field tackle by Connor Johnson. He's been busy today. Johnson has an interception. They're going to mark it at the 29-yard line. So it'll pick up five, bring up second down and five. That's what the route was supposed to look like on the first down of this drive. Fort A State leads 17 to nothing, looking for more here before halftime. Watts is back in there. He'll line up right of Dawson, who takes the shotgun snap. Quick hitter to Bryson Smith at the 30, and then he gets driven out of bounds. Knocked out by Amante Davis, who has an interception. Uh, very little gain to the 20, about the 29. I got the first down. Though. Oh, you're right. They only needed and, that. Yeah. And it stops the clock. Fort A State using the sidelines now. Remember, Tigers used a timeout in that little gamesmanship episode on the punt that eventually led to a Fort Hay State touchdown. So they have one less timeout using the sidelines on that play to essentially give them a timeout. So they get the ball down to the 28-yard line, leading 17 to nothing. A minute 18 to go here until halftime. Three receivers over here to the left. Dawson looking that way now rolls to his right, eludes a tackle, but nope, he goes down. He tried to get away, but finally brought down by Connor Johnson, who's been everywhere. First sack of the day for the Broncos. Back of the 33-yard line, it loses five. Jack wanted to go into the end zone for Jaden Horace, and now a timeout by Fort Hay State. Timeout. Fort Hay State. It would have been a throw much like what he had had intercepted in the first quarter. And so it was a good job for him to realize, okay, that's not there. And leaking out late was Shane Watts. But by then... Dawson had to make the decision, am I letting this football go or not? And he decided to keep possession of the ball. Much better job that time by Jack Dawson. Stay with us for halftime. We'll recap the first half. GZ will make his way to the booth out of all the first half numbers, some first half highlights. Hopefully we'll get a little bit of time, run down the Hall of Fame inductees from earlier today. That was such a fun ceremony. Uh, Sean Bear was great, former Tiger quarterback who wore 34. His daughter introduced him. That was emotional. Good to see Coach Ed Wiles back to introduce uh, and induct Jamie Hyman, now Jamie Dreyer. A lot of former Tigers. Lance Schwint was back. A lot of, a lot of guys from that 95 team that made the playoffs. That was a fun event. Saw Clint Pador, the Hall of Famer, there as well. Tigers will have two receivers left, two to the right. Watts in the backfield, it's a draw play, and Shane is hit, again keeps the legs going and gets down to about the 31, picks up a couple, but it's going to bring up third down with inside a minute to go, third down and about 13 yards. I feel like Fort A. State here is playing for the field goal at this point. Horace, wide receiver right. Two here to the left, Cormany. And Smith, and now Watts motions this way. Back to packs. Dawson steps up in the pocket. He finds Shane Watts, and the running back hit immediately at the 25-yard line. Gets about six. Grant Lore the tackle. Now the Broncos are going to use a timeout. Central Oklahoma. With 30 seconds final left. Half. It's one of the few times that there's been a letdown by the offensive line today by Fort Hay State. The defensive line got through so quick, I thought it was a screenplay or a quarterback draw of some sort. I've, Dawson had zero time to let any routes develop. It might be the only time in the last five games I've said that there was a breakdown by that offensive line. It's going to bring up fourth and eight. This will be a long field goal try, and again, it's a crosswind. Jay-Z, I don't think it's gotten a whole lot. Of, actually, you know what? Jay-Z may be making his way up to the booth. Let's go ahead. I don't see him down there. We won't go down to him. But a bit of a crosswind right now, and... 
This is, will not be if the Tigers opt to go for a field goal, an easy kick for Carson Art. No, it's not. But here's what it is, Gerard, is if he can get it at least out of the back of the end zone on the kick, make or not, it's a, it's a punt is what it turns into. So if nothing else, I would kind of expected him to try the, the uh, field goal here yep, just to there. see if they can – you know, you get points on the board, great. If it goes back to the end zone, they get it at the 20, exactly the same as a punt opportunity. So it'll be a 44-yard try, which if he can put it through, would match the career long he hit a week ago in Topeka against Washburn. Arts already connected today from 42. This one trying to go through that north end zone goalpost. Good hold. The snap is down. The kick line drive. Fluttering. Does he have enough? No, it did not come off his foot flush. And the kick is no good. So Art not able to put it through from 44. The Broncos got a stop. And with 25 seconds left, we'll have the football. Again, Fort H. Dave will have it to start the third quarter, but the Broncos, and again, it landed in the end zone. So they're going to get it at the 27-yard line. Well, and, and again, some people might look at that as a, as, a, as a missed opportunity for points. I guess to some degree it is. But you're not punting in no. that situation. You would have picked up seven yards. First and 10, UCO, 25 seconds left. Brown to throw. He's got plenty of time. Now some pressure late. Crossing catch made by Delso. Breaks out of a tackle. Gets across the 35 and up to the 37 where he's going to be close to a first down. He'll have the first yep, down. He gets the 10 yards. Mason Perez finally there to make the stop, but Florida State had him, but he broke out of it. First and 10, UCO. Central Oklahoma doesn't have any timeouts left. 13 seconds left. Brown to throw. Four-man rush, dumps it in the flat. Stretching catch by Delso at the 48. Big hit by Kobe Rome. It'll be a first down at the 48-yard line of Fort A. State. Broncos need a hurry. Down to two, down to one. They spike it. They'll get one play. But what that does, it sets them up now for a chance to set up a Hail Mary to the end zone. Yeah, you'll see Fort A. State line some of their players up 30 yards off the football this time, uh, mainly Sam Brandt and Mason Perez. So second down and 10. Yeah, Fort A. State bringing in Jackson Calzo. They also bring in Caleb Pillow. So three defensive linemen. And they send five, six guys deep. Brown to throw from the 50. Heaves it to the near corner, and it's going to be bratted down. <laughs> Would have been an interception for Caleb Pillow. First half. His first career pick, but he couldn't hold on to it, but he deflects it, and that is the end of the first half. Fort A. State on top 17 to nothing as we go to halftime. Stay with us. Our Bank of A's halftime show is next on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Cheers to another great year. Let's go ahead and get you some scores from around the MIAA. They are at halftime in Topeka. Big second quarter for Northwest Missouri State. Washburn had a 10-0 lead after one, but a 28-point second quarter for the Bearcats. Northwest Missouri State up 35-10 over Washburn, who's still yet to get an MIAA victory this year. They are at halftime in St. Joseph. It is 34 to nothing in favor of the Northwest or Missouri Western State Griffins 34 to nothing they are on top of the Northeastern State Riverhawks who are also winless in conference play of course here 17 to nothing Fort Hay State with the lead at halftime uh, the non-conference game today is in Pittsburgh late first quarter 7 to nothing the Gorillas leading 
the University of Sioux Falls, the Cougars out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 7-0, number 11, Central Missouri on top of Missouri Southern. That is with 8.21 to go in the first quarter down in Joplin. And the other game today in Kearney. And one quarter complete, the Lopers have a 3-0 lead over Emporia State. So that'll be an interesting game to follow. Homecoming today in, actually say it in Kearney, that's an Emporia. Homecoming in Emporia, and it's 3 to nothing right now in favor of Nebraska Kearney after one quarter here. It's 17 to nothing. Tigers led 10 nothing after one. Got that second quarter touchdown, and uh, we'll have the football here to begin quarter number three. We will remind you, we are on the cusp of the college basketball season, and Wednesday night, the Fort A. State men will have an exhibition game in Lawrence against the number one ranked Kansas Jayhawks. That'll be a 7 o'clock tip. We'll be on the air here on the Tiger Sports Network at 6.30 with the Auto World pregame show. So we invite you to join us for Fort A. State men's basketball and then the men and women in about a week and a half, two weeks from this weekend, in fact, uh, get their uh, get underway for real. Uh, the Tiger men will be in Emporia, and the Tiger women will be up in St. Joseph, Missouri, depending on what Hayes High football does. Dustin Armbruster may be calling the women's game in St. Joe. Uh, if Hayes High still in the playoffs, he will not be. Let's hope that's the case. Uh, and then we're going to split up on Saturday, Friday. Uh, on the 10th, I'll go call the men, and Jay-Z is going to call the men's game on the 11th. So that time of the year is upon us, the crossover season, four-day state basketball, but an exhibition game with the Kansas Jayhawks coming up on Wednesday night from Allen Fieldhouse. Women don't have exhibition games this year. Uh, the first year under Talia Cars, but really looking forward to what should be a fun uh, winter of, of basketball for the Fort A. State men and women. 17-0 Fort A. State with the lead here as we get ready to start the second half. Both teams are back out. It's 27-26. Oklahoma just scored a touchdown against Kansas. That's been a good game today between the sixth-ranked Sooners and the Jayhawks at uh, in Lawrence. Let's go ahead real quick. Ten seconds for station identification. This is Fort A. State football. Beers, wines, and spirits. Pick up a winner at Kaiser Liquor with two convenient locations in Hayes. Tiger Radio, Mix 103, KJLS, Hayes. 17 to nothing. Fort A. State with the lead here at halftime. And you touched on a dust, Dustin. It feels like Fort A. State maybe should be leading by more, but they're up 17 to nothing. Didn't have that roller coaster. And even though, yes, they threw the pick near the goal line in that second quarter, the defense got a stop. You didn't feel there was that letdown that we've we felt the last couple of weeks. Still pretty solid, but this first possession, we talk about, you know, it's that middle eight, last four minutes of the first half, first four minutes of the third quarter are all so important. And, boy, Fort A. State can really uh, – put a big stamp on this game if they could go down and find a way to get some points. Yeah, if you if you head down and get business taken care of, you go up 24 nothing. You're talking about four scores by the other team unless they're going to go for two each time that they get the uh, each time that they score, which maybe that becomes their strategy at a certain point, but Fort A State has an opportunity here to I think make Central Oklahoma wish they were back on the bus pretty quick. It was interesting to watch the teams come out for the second half because Fort A State got out and did a lot of warm-ups, team warm-ups, get their muscles moving. Central Oklahoma pretty much just jogged out of the locker room onto their sideline. That will be interesting to see if Fort A State maybe kind of gets themselves up and going a little bit faster here. So Fort A. State will have the football here to begin quarter number three. 
They're in all black today, the Broncos, the white jerseys, the gold pants. Tigers trying to end a two-game losing skid to UCO. Had won five in a row. UCO had won the first six in the all-time series, dating all the way back to 1955. Does Central Oklahoma have any tricks left in the bag? <laughs> they had a lot in the first half, didn't they? Last night I was here doing Hayes High and Valley Center. Similar type of score. And Valley Center started the second half with an onside kick that Hayes well, High recovered. Does, Va does uh, Central Oklahoma try to do something along the same line? By the way, we're up to 35 degrees now as we begin this second half. And they are going to kick it deep, high and end over end. Good kick by Covado. It goes over Bryson Smith's head and goes out of the back of the end zone. And Fort Hays State will start at their own 25-yard line here to begin the third quarter. With Fort Hays State leading 17 to nothing over UCO. Well, a big statement drive here by Fort Hays State. But Central Oklahoma is thinking the exact same thing. And for Fort Hays State, with a nice balance of pass and run in that first half, of 125 rushing and 133 passing, you kind of get the idea that their playbook is wide open here in the second half. Dawson, uh, Jack Dawson has thrown the two touchdown passes, has two interceptions. Shane Watts with that big first half, 76 yards, will line up to his left. Two receivers left side, one to the right. It's a handoff to, Smith, to Watts, and Shane, boy, just good solid running right up the middle across the 30, and they're going to say his knee hit at the 30-yard line. Five-yard gain, Marlo Hughes, the UCO tackle. They say the 31, six-yard gain, second down and four. Boy. The Watts brothers just run with authority when they have that football. Well, and Watts got the ball right behind Josh Shaw, the left guard, and he just kind of put his hand behind him and let Josh pick where he was going to block and then cut off of that. Ryan Allen, and he's a wide receiver, along with Horace over to the right side. It's going to be a handoff to Watts. Shane to his right, gets hit, keeps running, and I think he's got the first down. He does. He gets the four yards needed right at the 35-yard line, and he just refused to go down. Connor Johnson, who's been everywhere, makes the tackle, but he was hit about three yards shy of the line to game, but just kept those feet moving, and it picks up a first down. That's 76 yards now in this game. Actually, is going to be building more than that yeah. as uh, Shane gets 86 yards now in this game. Going for a third consecutive 100-yard rushing game. First and 10 Tigers own 35-yard line early third quarter. Watts in the backfield. He's hit, and this time he cannot outrun four Broncos. He's going to lose about two yards as he tried to stretch it out to the near side. There was a lot of Broncos Broncos there, Connor Johnson leading the way. Jack Puckett was also there, and they had help. We're going to give him progress to the 33-yard line, so it's a two-yard loss, and it brings up second down and 12. In order for Central Oklahoma to stop the run game, they have to bring seven, and that's where the play-action pass has been so effective for Fort Hay State today if they can catch him in that run blitz. Jaden Horace has a touchdown catch. He's wide to the left side. It's going to be a play fake. They're only near side is Dawson. He gets it to Trevor Watts, who's brought down immediately for a short gain to the 37-yard line. Good open field tackle for UCO by Marlo Hughes, Jr., and that was a good job by Dawson to avoid the pressure and just dump it to the near flat. But a short gain brings up third down and eight at the at their own 37-yard line. Dawson wanted Cormany up the seam, and Cormany kept running the route. If if Kale shuts that route down and he sits right about the 42-yard line, it's a wide-open pass. 
third down for the Tigers. Third down and eight. Tigers just two for six so far in this game. Dawson to throw. He's got Horace open. Makes the catch and holds on to it as he takes a big-time hit at midfield. Great catch by Jaden Horace. He was hit hard by Kobe Stevens, the all-conference free safety. But Horace holds on to it. The Bronco 49. It's a first down. Gain of 14. The wind got that ball, and it blew it back inside of Horace. It was supposed to go to the sideline, and and that's where Horace would have caught it and then got up the sideline for a few more yards, but the wind caught that ball, and it blew it off course. Four-day state in Bronco territory. First possession of the third quarter. Play action. Dawson rolls right, has the tight end, Cormany, and then he has his legs legs taken out from under him after about a one-yard gain to the 48-yard line by Raekwon Wicks. Good tackle on the tight end. Wicks went for the knees and hip area and holds a Norgal. I'm going to say a two-yard gain, second and eight. Walt the 47. Four-day state has overcome the few negative plays they've had today on the offensive side. Something they haven't necessarily done well this year. Second down, we'll call it about eight and a half yards. Handoff watch, running hard to the left. He's at the 45, slips a tackle, 40. Angles near side, 35, and out of bounds at the Bronco 30-yard line. Jonathan Mosley drives him out of bounds, but Watts took that ball, angled to the left, and he's going to be down at the 29 on a gain of 19. Well, Kofi Kari-Kari is not going to get a pancake. to the outside it's going to be a we apologize we had some technical difficulties Fort A State fails to convert on fourth down 
and uh, had a third and one inside the 20, did not convert, and then threw an incomplete pass on fourth down. Now a run of about three yards for UCO on their first possession here. It's 7.58 to go in the third, still 17 to nothing, Fort Hayes State. Broncos have the ball up to the 31-yard line. Stephon Brown throws near side. It's going to be almost caught with one hand by Terrell Davis. Good coverage from Benny Williams. And is there a flag? Well after yeah. the play. They're saying holding on Fort A. State. Wow. The flag didn't come out until the ball was incomplete and landed on the sideline. Fort A. State is not Prior to the pass. Holding. Defense, number five. 10-yard penalty from the previous spot. Automatic. First step. So Benny Williams called for a hold. I tell you what, that didn't look much worse than what happened on the last play by Horace trying to break to the end zone, but it's going to be a first down onto the 41-yard line. Well, Fort A. State didn't do their job on offense by getting points. Nope. And this is where you kind of start getting a little worried a little if you're Fort Hay State. Still 17 to nothing Tigers. 7.46 to go here in quarter number three. I formation, Brown under center. Carney is the fullback. Travon Woolfork, who started his career at Nebraska, the tailback. He'll get the carry, runs hard to the left, and then gets taken down. Torpedoing that play was linebacker Mikel Williams. It's a gain of about two. And, boy, the linebacker came shooting through there to make the stop of the 44. Yeah, and he got Woolfork good enough that he's going to take a, a moment on the sideline. He got him right on the hip, and Woolfork's going to work that one out over on the on the UCO side of things. Tiger defense has played physical today. They've played well. Second down and eight. Broncos at their own 44-yard line, their first possession of the third quarter. Play action. Stephon Brown of the pocket throws it near side, and the receiver dropped it. It was the running back, Jalen Cottrell, the wheel route along the Broncos sideline, and he had daylight. And maybe he took his eyes off the pass, but he dropped it in Tiger territory. A huge break. It's third down. That would have been a big-time play for UCO. Yeah, I, I don't know what the running back was looking at. Maybe Man. he heard footsteps. Maybe he was worried about who, who was where. But all he had to do was just haul, haul it in, and he's got an extra 20 yeah, at least. Yeah, that's at least a 25, 30-yard completion. Now it's third down and eight. Tigers are showing blitz. Brown takes the shotgun snap. Here comes Fort Hay State. He throws it a pick. It's picked up by Kobe Rome, and he steps out of bounds. Fort Hay State gets the takeaway. They've been few and far between as of late, but Kobe Rome picks off the Stephon Brown pass, his second pick of the year, and the Tigers have it at the UCO 47-yard line. Well, Fort Hay State faked the blitz. They had John Johnson and Mikel Williams right at the line of scrimmage, and they bailed right after the snap. And so the first look for the quarterback is in that area that the linebackers would have vacated, but then he had to make a quick switch and is going for that little short route to the sideline, and by then, Rome was able to make up the distance. Just the third takeaway in the last four games for Fort Hayes State, but that's a big one as they stop the Bronco drive, and we'll have it first and 10 at the UCO 47. Shotgun for Dawson, and Jaquan Tillis is the running back in for the first time. He'll line up to the left of Dawson. Horace and Ryan Allen, wide receivers here to the near side. And there's the snap. They play action. Dawson going for the home run ball for Jaden Horace, and it's incomplete. And again, that wind blew the ball out of bounds. Horace had no chance, and Dawson got it up into that breeze, which is more of a crosswind, and just pushed that ball out of bounds incomplete. I know what Jack's thinking. Go for the home run ball right off of having the turnover, but he had Ryan Allen on a slant. And if he hits Ryan in motion, he gets him right on the hash, and the defender had 
backed off. It, it was a big gain over the middle. So it's second down and 10, 17 to nothing Tigers. That was our halftime score. We're down to 6.58 to go. Fort A. State's first possession took almost five minutes, but they came away empty-handed, couldn't convert on third and one, and ended up failing on fourth down. There's a handoff to Tillis right up the middle. Jaquan lowers his shoulder, takes it inside the 40, and down to about the 39-yard line. Jack Puck at the tackle. He started right, then planted, and ran right up the middle, down to the 39, and it'll bring up third down and eight, third down and uh, two. Really good job by Dylan Rock, the center. He gets off that snap, and he and he pushes his guy out of the way, and he just lets Jaquan Tillis decide, okay, you're going to run in front of me or behind me. And as soon as he does that, he runs behind him. Rock just buries his guy on the line. Well, you're seeing that offensive line and the running backs working in synchrony right now. They're really working well. Three receivers near side, and Dawson throws, looking for Bryson Smith, and he can't make the catch. He kind of stumbled out of the route. He was defended pretty well by the Broncos downfield, and the pass goes incomplete. That was Amante Davis, who has an interception on coverage, and now it's fourth down and two. And Jack, again, going for the home run ball. It's third and two. And, and and there's a receiver open in the short. And, and sometimes you just got to go get the first down so you can keep the sticks moving. Tigers now three of nine on third down. They're one for two on fourth down. They're going to go for it here on fourth and two from the UCO 39, leading 17 to nothing. Dawson looks left, rolls right, throws, caught, and first down catch made by Trevor Watts. He took a shot from the cornerback, Amante Davis, but he holds on to it at the 29-yard line. It's a first down. And that hurt both players. Davis has banged up his shoulder, and Watts is coming out of the game. Trevor Watts took a huge hit on that one. If Fort A. State sees this, and they see Davis over here hurting Amante Davis, he's got one-on-one right now with Bryson Smith. You go right at Davis. You You dial something up and tell Bryson Smith, head to the end zone. Two receivers right, one to the left. That is Smith on the aforementioned Davis. Tillis lines up right at the quarterback. He'll get the carry. Running right, still on his feet. Cut back, 25. Spins out of a tackle, 20. Stumbles inside the 15 and down to the 13-yard line. 16-yard gain. Zane Adams saves the touchdown. Tillis stumbled a little bit, breaking out of that tackle, or he may have scored, but it's a first and 10. The Tigers once again inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply in Plainville and Colby, your home for bad boy and grasshopper mowers. For some reason, Dylan Rock has to come out of the ball game for Fort Hay State. So you're putting in a new center now for the Tigers. Officials time now for blood. We gotta replace the ball and send the player out to get bandage. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that before. Neville Brown, a freshman out of Orlando, Florida, comes in for Fort Hay State at center. So, yeah, they're already down Brandon Kerr, and now with Rock coming out, you have a freshman center in there for first and 10 at the 13 of UCO. Good snap. Dawson pump fakes, throws in the flat, and he can't hit Watts. He kind of short-armed it. Pretty good coverage over there by the Broncos' Kobe Stevens. They're all conference safety. It's second down and 10. Well, that, that was Watts not running the right route, and, and Jack Dawson kind, kind of let him know. said, you know, that, that's not the route. And, and I threw it where you were supposed to be. And, and Trevor Watts looks up, kind of taps his own chest, and kind of made a hand signal, and the two are getting back on the same page. Dylan Rock is back in at center now for Fort A. State. Second and ten for the Bronco 13. Second time the Tigers have been in the red zone here in this third quarter, but yet have get, yet to get points. 
They're up 17 to nothing. 4.49 left in the third. Dawson to throw. Under pressure. Rolls to his right. Dumps it to a crossing. Bryson Smith. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Sidesteps a defender. He's down to the 1. It'll be a first and goal on the 12-yard completion. Jonathan Mosley makes the touchdown saving tackle. Good job by Dawson to keep it alive. He found the crossing Smith, and it's a first and goal. He's supposed to go to Corman over the middle. Corman got grabbed in the middle of the end zone and there should have been a flag. But a good job by Dawson not to throw it anyway. He was going to run. And then Bryson Smith running right in front of him like, hey, hey, hey. That was almost a handoff. And then Jack Dawson, he's the lead blocker. He got out trying to make a block. First and goal from the one-yard line for Fort A. State. Allen and Watts wide receivers to the left. Jaquan Tillis, the running back, he'll get the carry. He's hit in the backfield and loses a yard. He took the handoff and was greeted immediately. That may have been um, Connor Johnson, who's been everywhere today for UCO. They're going to mark that all the way back to where the three-yard line loss of two. I know Fort Hay State is not uh, hasn't scored points here in this quarter, but they are killing the third quarter clock by keeping this thing inbound. Well, not inbounds, but just keeping passes from hitting the turf and, and keeping the ball in their hands. Now down to 335 and counting. Second and goal from the three now. Tillis will line up left of Dawson, who takes the shotgun snap, rolls to his right, in trouble. He's hit, and he's going to be sacked for the second time today. Noah West, all MIAA pick two years ago out of Bixby, Oklahoma. That big-time high school program gets the sack all the way back at the 13-yard line, and Forday State has lost 12 yards after getting it down to the one. It's third and goal from the 13. Boy, that that was just a uh, that that's a play to to take out of the book, uh, crumple and, uh, and and toss into the bin because there was nobody open. There, there there was nothing positive that could have come out of that play. So what do you have for third and goal from the 13? Clock rolling at 2:45, 17-nothing Tigers. That was our halftime score. Draw play, Jaquan Tillis, and he'll get maybe back to the line of scrimmage. It looks like Fort A. State was setting up for the field goal right there, and they'll bring Carson Art on. Tackle made by Zane Adams. I'm, I'm going to hurt a feeling of somebody, Gerard, and, and I don't mean to, but that that on goal on third and goal from the 13, and because of the interceptions that Jack has thrown, is Fort Hay State going? Look, Jack, no offense, but we we can't have an interception here. We we've got to be able to get points out of this drive. So 30-yard field goal from the right hash for Carson Arndt. Snap is down. The kick is up. This one a good kick, and it is good. So Carson Arndt has his second field goal of the day. Comes with 2:08 to go. And uh, our first third quarter brought to you by Bush Light. Proud supporters of the Kansas Farmers. Enjoy an ice-cold Bush Light, but please drink responsibly. 20 to nothing, four-day state on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Harvest is over and the wait is over. In the halftime stats, UCO had the advantage in time of possession, 1604 to 1356. Well, now Central Oklahoma has only had the ball for 17:26. They've had the ball for a minute and 22 seconds. Fort Hay State, is time of possession is up over 25 minutes now. Pitt State's now up 27 to nothing over Sioux Falls. They're trying to get that number one seed for the playoffs. 21 to nothing at halftime. Central Oklahoma or Central Missouri leading. Missouri Southern. They used up all their points last week. <laughs> yeah, really. You only have so many in the bank you in a month. You only get a UCL. How about that? That was that's still mind-boggling. High kick, fair caught right at the 25. So that is where Central Oklahoma will have it here to start 
their second possession of the third quarter with 2.07 to go. We'll be in Warrensburg next week, and that was almost 1,000 yards of offense that Central Missouri put up last week against a nationally ranked Emporia yeah, was, State team. Emporia's good. 1,000 yards. It's 12-10, to 10, by the way. Emporia State leading midway through the second over Kearney. There are games that don't get 1,000 yards. Oh. This game is not going oh, to get 1,000 yards. You'll go three for 1,000 in offense, and that happened in one game, yeah. By the way, Fort A. State averaging 6.6 yards per play today, and it's pretty remarkable considering they've had a handful of negative plays. That running game has become pretty impressive. First and 10 Broncos, second possession, third quarter. They bring Jack Dawson Hurl in. He's going to run an end around to Tariq Logan, who gets about 11 yards and then grabbed by the waist by Mason Perez and brought down to the 37-yard line. He'll pick up 12. So Dawson Hurl, who started the game, played one play and then they brought Stefan Brown back in coming off of injury he's gone the entire way but now they go back to the former Missouri Southern State star and he runs an end around on the for his second play of the game now it's first and 10 out to their own 38 yard line 20 to nothing Tigers a minute 30 left in the third play action near side ball caught by Tariq Logan then hit immediately by Benny Williams at the 35-yard line. That'll be a loss of three. I'll take the full blame if I end up jinxing this thing. But Fort A. State has tackled so well today. And and even in one-on-one situations, just like that, you don't allow the other person to get away. And Fort A. State doesn't go for the big highlight reel tackle. They make the tackle in front of them. Yeah, wrapped him up, led with the shoulder. That was a picture-perfect form tackle by Benny Williams, as good as there is. Second down and 13 now for UCO, back of their own 35-yard line. Handoff Wolfork, two arms around the ball. He gets stood up and dropped. He'll get about four to the 39-yard line. It was Sam Brandt that time showing a little motion after the tackle. Four-yard gain to the 39. It's going to bring up third down and nine for the Broncos, who are two for nine on third down this afternoon. And big number four, Miles Menges, has something to say to Wolfork <laughs> after that. He has had something to say to Stephen Brown. Uh, if, if there's anybody on the field. Uh, Miles is going to talk to him. <laughs> if you're in earshot, he's going to let you know. We'll get you a station break after this play. Third down and nine for the Broncos from their own 39. They'll have three wide receivers split to the left, one here to the right. That's the tight end done. Shotgun for Hurl. Takes the waist high snap. He wants to throw. It's intercepted. Picked off by John Johnson. He returns it back to the 40. Second interception by the Tiger defense. And they'll have it in Bronco territory with three seconds to go into third leading 20 to nothing jason wallace should get a quarterback pressure on that on that stat line jason wallace is big he's a big dude he is 6'4 290 and he's got good feet and he spins off of a block and when he spins he is right in the face of dawson hurl and he goes in and bear hugs him because he knows that hurl's cold he is cold today he wants to protect him so he gets there and he hugs him, and it forced the, the bad pass right over the middle. Second pick of the quarter for the Tigers. They've struggled to get takeaways, but not in, since halftime. Final play of the third. It's going to be a handoff. Shane Watts starts left. Now Plants tries to cut back to the – or starts right and cuts back to the left and gets a yard to the 37, and that and is the final play third of the third. Let's first pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A. State Football. Kaiser Liquor and Fort Hayes State Athletics. It's a good thing. Kaiser Liquor and Tiger Radio. Mix 103. KJLS Hayes. 
20 to nothing as we go to the fourth. Four day state on top on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PWC. Too much football. <laughs> Nine Tigers first play of the fourth quarter from the Bronco 36. They run it right up the middle and get it down to about the 32-yard line. Watts the carry. Zane Adams, the UCO tackle at the 32. So it goes for seven and brings up third down and four. Shaw, Rock, and Reynolds right up the middle. Guard, center guard having a really good game. And, and that, that's a play that should not get you seven yards. That is just simply handoff, man-on-man, go up the middle, see what you can get. Good job by the offensive line. Three three-stack defense by UCO. Now one of the linebackers creeps to the line of scrimmage on a two-point stance. Dawson to throw on third and four. The quarterback's going to run. He's got a first down, ankle tackle to the 25, or a man gone for more. Good decision by Dawson. Grant Lohr grabbed him by the ankle and saved a bigger gain, but he runs it down to the 25, picking up seven, and a first and ten for the Tigers. Really good decision that time by Dawson, and he sees just a little crease, and he's able to slip through there for the for the big game. One minute into the fourth, Tigers up 20 to nothing over UCO, trying for their fifth consecutive win. Haven't done that since winning seven in a row in 2019. Dawson to throw near sideline for Horace, and it's bobbled. He brings it in. Touchdown, Ford Hayes State. Jaden Horace with great concentration caught the pass after it was deflected by Amante Davis in the end zone. Second touchdown catch for Horace today. It's 26 to nothing. What a level of concentration that Horace needed because I think there probably would have been a flag thrown for pass interference, or at least I think there should have been one thrown had it been incomplete. And so it deflected two or three times, and he just kind of batted around and hauled it in while keeping both feet in. That's an NFL touchdown. Carson Art perfect on the extra point. He's been perfect all year. How about Jaden Horace? Great concentration, and the Tigers get the touchdown. 27 to nothing with 13.46 to play. Back in a minute on the Tigers Sports Network, built by PwC. As the season changes. Tigers first play of the fourth quarter from the Bronco 36. They run it right up the middle and get it down to about the 32-yard line. Watts the carry. Zane Adams, the UCO tackle at the 32. So it goes for seven and brings up third down and four. Shaw, Rock, and Reynolds right up the middle. Guard, center guard having a really good game. And and that that's a play that should not get you seven yards. That is just simply handoff. Man-on-man, go up the middle, see what you can get. Good job by the offensive line. Three three-stack defense by UCO. Now one of the linebackers creeps to the line of scrimmage on a two-point stance. Dawson to throw on third and four. The quarterback's going to run. He's got a first down. Ankle tackle to the 25, or a man gone for more. Good decision by Dawson. Grant Lohr grabbed him by the ankle and saved a bigger gain, but he runs it down to the 25, picking up seven, and a first and ten for the Tigers. Really good decision that time by Dawson, and he sees just a little crease, and he's able to slip through there for the for the big game. One minute into the fourth, Tigers up 20 to nothing over UCO, trying for their fifth consecutive win. Haven't done that since winning seven in a row in 2019. Dawson to throw near sideline for Horace, and it's bobbled. He brings it in. Touchdown, Ford Hayes State. Jaden Horace with great concentration caught the pass after it was deflected by Amante Davis in the end zone. Second touchdown catch for Horace today. It's 26 to nothing. What a level of concentration 
that Horace needed because I think there probably would have been a flag thrown for pass interference, or at least I think there should have been one thrown had it been incomplete. And so it deflected two or three times, and he just kind of batted around and hauled it in while keeping both feet in. That's an NFL touchdown. Carson Art perfect on the extra point. He's been perfect all year. How about Jaden Horace? Great concentration, and the Tigers get the touchdown. 27 to nothing with 13.46 to play. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. Tiger football brought to you by BTI, your John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family, in partnership with your family. Four plays, 38 yards, a minute 17. And Jaden Horace with his second touchdown catch. And boy, great concentration. It was batted by Amante Davis, but never really batted away from him. He just kept his concentration and off the... The, re- the, the deflection and juggle, he was able to haul it in before going out of the end zone. And Forty State scored 10 points on the two turnovers by Central Oklahoma. Broncos got zero off of Forty State's two. Talk about a key swing in the game. That's it right there. Here's the kick. It's from Parker Jenke. It is deep, and it's going to go into the end zone, and the Broncos will let it go, and UCO will have it first and 10 at their own 25-yard line. Forty State on top, 27 to nothing. UCO, 152 yards of offense through three quarters today. And who does Central Oklahoma bring out at quarterback? Looks like Stephen yep. Brown's back yep. out He's there. He's back out there. They went with Dawson Hurl that last possession, but then he threw the interception. So Brown is back out at quarterback. Cottrell, his running back, will line up as a wide receiver here to the left side along with Madison Ridgeway. So it's an empty backfield. Five receivers set, three right, two left. Brown looks at the sideline for the play. Adam Doral, the genius over there, dials it up. Here comes pressure. Brown eludes Miles Menges. He throws it deep downfield. It's batted away and almost intercepted. Brandt deflected it, and now he puts his helmet in his hands. He thought he should have had an interception, but he knocked that one away incomplete. And then he kicked it, and he almost got it high enough for one of his teammates to get back there. However, the thing that Fort Hastings is not going to be happy with is that was a wide-open oh, receiver. Oh, yeah, the wind helped that ball being short. That was a blown coverage and uh, the and the Fort Hay State sideline letting Sam Brandt know yeah um, you, you got lucky pistol formation this time Cottrell lines up behind Brown to play action Brown looks back to Cottrell in the flat he catches and then runs out of bounds at about the 31 yard line so he'll pick up six on the play and bring up a third down and four here early in the fourth quarter Fort Hay State on top of UCO 27 to nothing Tigers got a shutout against Northeastern State to begin the year. To go back and check the record books, been a while if they've had two in one season. They're hard to come by. It's this still a long, long way to go. State. No, this is not Northeastern State. In fact, they beat Northeastern State to win the President's Cup for a ninth straight game a week ago. There's a pass in the flat. Cottrell gets hit. The pass was incomplete. It went off his fingertips. It was not a well-thrown ball by Brown. And Benny Williams, a little shove there to make sure Cottrell doesn't hold it in. The Broncos go three and out. We'll have Jay-Z on this, I'm sure, but coming up limping on that play is John Johnson. There was some sort of collision maybe in the middle of the field. I think he's going to be okay, but we'll keep an eye on it. Yeah, he's coming to the bench here. Of course, he had that foot injury that kept him out a year ago. That's the area that they're looking at. 
Here comes the snap. Tigers almost get to it. Pillow almost got to the putt. It's a good one. Watts lets it go over his head. It'll bounce inside and be downed at the 25-yard line. That's a 45-yard punt. A really good punt today, and David Vargas has done a good job for UCO in that regard. Florida State's going to have the ball here with 12.48 to go in the third, fourth quarter, leading 27 to nothing. How good has the Fort Hay State defense been today? 43 plays for Central Oklahoma, 158 yards. That's 3.67 per game. Passing yards, 115. And rushing yards, 43 for Central Oklahoma. Looks like they're taping the left ankle of... Uh, John Johnson right down here in front of us. First and 10 Tigers on 25-yard line. They hand it off to Dixon this time, and he struggles to get back to the line of scrimmage for no gain. Jack Puckett called his name a lot in on that UCO tackle. Maybe a half a yard. We'll call it second down and 10. Speaking of the tackling, Adams for Central Oklahoma, seven tackles. Johnson, six. Hughes, six. Fort A. State led by Williams, Benny Williams with five. Jason Wallace with five. They did give Dixon a yard to the 26, so it's second down and nine. Clock rolling at 12-15. Fort A State up 27-0. We are in the fourth quarter. Tigers going from north to south, left to right. There's Dixon right up the middle, breaks the tackle, still on his feet inside the 30, and keeps pushing those feet near the first down. They're going to say he's down at about the 34-yard line. He's brought down by St. Adams with some help from Jack Puckett. It'll bring up third down and one. Nice gain of about five yards on that run. Take you back to something that Coach Chris Brown said after the last two wins about his team in the locker room. They're pleased that they won. They're not satisfied in how they won. This today is much more satisfying in the way that they're playing. Now trying to close it out here in the fourth quarter, up 27-0. Bryson Smith, wide receiver left. Jaden Horace, K.O. Cormany, the tight end here to the right. Dixon, the running back. Dawson slaps the hands. Play action. He'll dump it low and incomplete on third and one. He tried to go to Sloan Hayden, the tight end. It was not a well-thrown ball, and the Tigers face fourth down. They're going to have to punt right here. Now Jack got rid of that, that football way too early, and, and I don't know if he thought Sloan was going to come open, but that was below the knee of, of Sloan Hayden. He would, he would have had to make a remarkable catch for that. That is not a good drive for Fort Hay State. First three and out of the afternoon for the Tigers, so up 27 to nothing. They're going to have to give the ball back to UCO, and the Broncos, they're going to come after this one. Two return men, everybody else at the line of scrimmage. Snap comes through, and Zeisenkam gets it away. End over end punt. It'll land inside the 30, take a Tiger bounce inside the 25, inside the 10, all the way down, still rolling to the 7, still rolling down to the, about the 6. It's still going and down at the six-yard line. 61-yard punt for Cameron Zeisenkamp. A career long for him. And it's a timeout with 11.08 to go in the game. Our fourth quarter brought to you by Kona Big Wave. Bring the aloha with a Kona Big Wave. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. These are challenging. This is the Tiger Sports Network. Now, Fort A. State goes three and out for the first time this afternoon. Now, UCO gets it back after the 61-yard punt from Cameron Zeisenkamp of their own six-yard line. Stephon Brown back in a quarterback. Two receivers left, one right. The running back in for the first time today, Peyton Scott. 
to his left. Scott takes the handoff, bounces out. He's at the 10, then gets stood up by John Johnson, who got that ankle taped. Some help from Sam Brandt. It may move him up to the 11-yard line on about a five-yard gain on that first down run. First of the day for Peyton Scott, the Sand Springs, Oklahoma super senior, playing in his 32nd career game. The former Oklahoma Gatorade Player of the Year. Well, he goes out after that play. He is 5'5", 175. That might be the first roster that actually got 5'5", right. That's a short dude. Yeah, Carney is in there now, the fullback. Two receivers left and right. They're going to run a reverse. Delso, who's thrown once today, throws it again, and it's going to be out of bounds. Forte State didn't bite, and there was some pressure on the quarter of the receiver turned quarterback Delso Menges and Mikel Williams were both there and really forced him to throw that ball away. It worked earlier, but not that time. It's third and five. And it's a it's a little variation of what they did earlier, but Forte State did a good job getting back there and getting two there, and now Forte State is going to see, well, Peyton Scott is back into the ball yeah. game. He lined up at quarterback for a moment. Yeah, there's two running, there's two backs, Carney and Scott flanked left and right of Brown, who takes the waist-high snap of the shotgun. He dumps it low and incomplete. Tried to go to Scott. He threw it at his ankles and incomplete. And the Broncos will go three and out after the good punt from Cam pinned him deep. The Tigers on that reverse pass almost got a safety out of it when the run when the wide receiver, Delsa, was in the end zone. And I think that's what Mikel Williams and Miles Minges were saying to him was, hey, you know, we, we almost got you there. <laughs> So David Vargas has been busy today. He'll stand about three yards deep in the end zone. 27-0 Tigers, 10-19 to go in a game. Good snap. Tigers, oh, the wind grabs this one. He's going to shank it out of bounds on the Tigers' sideline. Where does it go out? He got into that wind, which has really picked up here in the last 15 minutes. The 36-yard line, 25 yards on the punt, and Fort A. State's going to start at the Central Oklahoma 36-yard line, leading 27-0 with 10-13 to go. Fourth possession for Fort Hay State to start inside of Central Oklahoma wow. territory. Their results on that, interception, field goal, and touchdown. On the Bronco 36, first down and 10, leading 27 to nothing. Can really put a big stamp on this one right here. Hand off to Tillis. He tries to stretch it around the right side, lowers his shoulder. He gets tackled hard by Jonathan Mosley, but still picks up about two, maybe three yards to the 33-yard line on a play that looked like it may lose a yard or two when it developed. The noise you heard after the play was that Dawson Reynolds, the right guard, had taken the linebacker, Marlo Hughes Jr., for a ride. You, not, you talked about roller coasters beforehand. Well, this was a tilt-a-whirl, and he ejected him right out of the right out of the sideline. Clock inside, 10 minutes now, 27-0 Tigers. Tillis lines up to the right of Dawson. He'll get the carry right up the middle inside the 30, gets hit low, stumbles forward to about the 28. It'll bring up a third down and two. Jonathan Mosley on the tackle once again, and Fort A. State facing third down here, needing a couple of yards to keep the drive going, third and two, and they quickly get to the line of scrimmage. Third and two from the 27. Forte State up 27 to nothing. Tillis in the backfield is going to get the carry right up the middle. He hurdles to the line again, and I think he's got it. The forward progress should be the 25. He ends up getting tackled all the way back of the 35, but that's a first down run of just over two yards for Jaquan Tillis. It'll move the chains for Forte State. Yeah, that, that is selflessness by, by Jaquan because 
he, he had only a yard to get, and by jumping, he got the yard, but you expose yourself to a lot of damage by jumping over a pile like that. And Jaquan, who doesn't get a lot of playing time anymore, he selflessly goes up over the top to help Fort Hay State try to seal down this win. I don't know how this clock is moving so slow in the fourth quarter. It feels like it is, doesn't it? But, man, this thing is a lot slower. Down to 8.41. Tigers up 27-0. Two receivers left, two right. Watts in motion. Play action. Dawson to the crossing. Trevor Watts up the sideline, 15, and then gets bumped out of bounds right there. If he could have kept his balance, he may have been able to score. He gets it down to the 14-yard line, and that'll be a gain of 11 and a first down mark. Carlo Hughes Jr. on the tackle, but an 11-yard gain. First and 10 Tigers once again inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply, Plainville and Colby, your local New Holland dealer. Yeah, Watts makes ESPN if he uh, yeah. if he keeps his feet in bounds I mean, on that move. It would have been a remarkable feat to do it. He would have had to be. If there's one guy on the team that was, though, oh, yeah, exactly. he'd been the one. Tillis lines up left of Dawson. Three receivers left side. Now Cormany lines up in the left slot. They hand it off to Tillis, and he's engulfed in the backfield. He was almost hit the minute he took that handoff from Connor Johnson, who's been everywhere today for this Bronco defense. Back at the 17-yard line, a loss of about three. And Porter Danovic is still blocking to the whistle, and that was very well not liked by one of the defensive linemen. For uh, for UCO, he uh, he kind of had something to say right after it. It was uh, Zane Adams who was not appreciative of uh, of Danvik playing to the to the whistle. Second and thirteen now. Tigers at the Broncos seventeen, leading twenty seven to nothing. Clock rolling at seven twenty in the fourth quarter. Dawson to throw under pressure, and just as he started to run, the whistle blows. I don't see a flag. They just stopped. there's a timeout. Oh, maybe UCO called a timeout. Yeah, because they stopped the play. Prior to the snap. Timeout, Central Oklahoma. Well, that may not have been the worst thing to happen. That that play hadn't developed well for Fort Hay State. Your team will look like champions with apparel from Redeem Designs on Vine and Hayes, whether it's on the field or in the office. Let the Redeem team help with screen printing, embroidery, and graphic design. Redeem Designs, 2204 Vine and Hayes. It is great design delivered. Let's go ahead and jump around the MIAA. 41 to nothing now. Missouri Western on top of Northeastern State with eight minutes to go in the third. 35-17 Northwest leads Washburn. That's with 7.42 to play in the third. Pitt State up 27 to nothing over the University of Sioux Falls. That is with 3.17 to go in the second. 21 to nothing was the last score we had. It's now 28 to nothing. Central Missouri, that's where we will be next Saturday in Warrensburg. 28 to nothing Mules, 5.22 to go in the third quarter. And the other game today, and the live stats just went dead. 18 to 10, Emporia State leads Kearney with 58 seconds left in the third, second quarter. Oklahoma just got an interception. They lead KU 33-32 with two and a half well, to go. That's been a great back and forth game. Here we go. Second down, 14 play action. Dawson to the end zone, and Ryan Allen went up to try to catch it. There's the flag. Yeah, he jumped, and he got hit at the waist in midair by Raquan Wicks, and this is going to be a pass interference on the Broncos in the end zone. That was pretty obvious. He was in the air, and they never went for the ball. They just went right in, and it's a great form Pass tackle. Defense, number five. Foul occurred in the end zone. Ball we placed in the two-yard line. Automatic first down. That was great form tackle by Wicks. Unfortunately, it was on the receiver, Allen, in the end zone. First and goal at the two-yard line. Oh, you're right, but it was about uh, a second and a half yeah. before the ball got there. He tried to time it. He just never saw the ball. 
So that'll give the Tigers a first and goal at the two. 7-12 remaining. Penalty seven to nothing. Penalty wise, this has been a pretty clean game both ways. That's just the fifth penalty of the day. Three receivers bunched in a triangle here to the right. Now Trevor Watts goes in motion. They hand it off to Tillis. He bounces out to the left. He's into the end zone for the Fort A. State touchdown. Jaquan Tillis' second touchdown of the year. And the Tigers now lead 33 to nothing with 7.06 to play. You really like to see Tillis get that touchdown because he kept this drive alive on third and one. It's a, it's a down that Fort A. State had struggled on. They were four for 12 on third down prior to him needing a yard and jumping up over top of the defense. And one of the guys to come out and kind of give him a hug is Chris Brown because Coach knows how much it took for, for Tillis to get back into playing football this year after an injury. So the Tigers will attempt the extra point here, and it's good. It's 34 to nothing now. Fort Hayes State on top of the Broncos with 7.06 to play in the ballgame. And a big-time drive there that should, by all means, seal the victory. Now the only question, can the Tigers preserve their second shutout of the year? And, John, we've talked a lot about the sidelines. It seems to still be pretty even keel today. I mean, it's still high energy, but pretty even keel. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I've noticed the most. You're right. It is high energy, but the, what we noticed before is maybe too much energy. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, the guys have been loud. They've been boisterous. You know, there's been uh, you know some heckling going on, but it hasn't been at the maybe over-the-top level that we've seen, and it seems like they've handled uh, the negative parts of this game much better, too. So Arden will kick it or Parker Janke will kick it away for Fort A. State. Tigers 411 yards of offense. The Broncos have 163. They have 11 yards in this fourth quarter so far. Of course, they've only had it twice and have been three and out both times. At halftime, they had 134 wow. yards. They've only run 14 plays for 29 yards in the second half. Now the wind, James, it seems like that wind has really picked up. It blows the ball off the tee. It seems like it's gotten a lot windier and maybe changed directions a little bit. Yeah, it is swirling. We've talked about how the wind affects the ball here at Lewis Field, but you're right, it has picked up since the second half started. Not a big crowd today, understandably, with the 32-degree kickoff temperature, but those that have been here, they have thoroughly enjoyed it. A lot of them heading to the gates now. Give them credit. They've stuck it out for this duration. Kick is going to be fielded by Delso, and he gets rocked. Oh, man, big-time hit on special teams by Gunner Kerr. And you hear that Tiger sideline on that one at the 18-yard line. Yeah, everybody, everybody's thrilled about that one. Big-time hit. Boy, Fort Hayes State has played well today, and it is just bled into all aspects of the game. Other than the two interceptions, this has been the most complete Fort Hayes State has been probably all year. First and ten Broncos at their own 18-yard line. Still seven minutes to go. Fort Hayes State up 34 to nothing. Stephon Brown in a quarterback. He's going to throw. He has time. Lobs it. Oh, Fort A. State misread it. And the pass is juggled and incomplete off the hands of Jalen Cottrell. The wind really affected that one. Benny Williams kind of bit on the play fake, and that left Cottrell open, but the pass goes incomplete. Benny had two receivers in his area, and he needed to pick one. And, and so when the ball left his hand, the quarterback's hand, he felt like, Benny did, that it was going to the short receiver, so that's the route that he, he tried to take away. 
That'll stop the clock with 6.55 to go. Second down and 10 Broncos from their own 18. Still four down line. We've seen a lot of Jalen Barker today in there for Fort Hayes State. Back to pass Brown, and now he's being flushed to his left. He tucks the ball up at the 20 and then slides at the 21. <laughs> John Johnson was there. Jason Wallace was there. And they're going to say the slide started at the 21, so it's a three-yard gain, and now it's second down and seven. It's a good play by Brown. It's the right play by Brown. But you slid into where the Fort Hay State sideline is. It, it's a sideline that is already hyped up. And, and they let Brown know about it, about not going ahead and running out that, that play. It's the right play. Brown has no, no other option. But, man, the Fort Hay State sideline let him know about it. Broncos are 2 for 12 on third down this afternoon. They face third and seven here from the 21-yard line. Shotgun for Stephon Brown. He takes the snap, has some time, gets rid of it. The pass wobbles and is caught. It'll be a first down caught by Terrell Davis. Found a little crease in the defense and hauls it into the 34-yard line for a 13-yard completion on third down. Mason Perez, the tackle. It's a first and 10 for UCO with 5.50 to go in the game. Yeah. Four-day stayed up 34 to nothing. Madison Ridgeway is the one that caught that. And oh, him sorry, and, Ridgeway. Him, yeah. him and Darius Melton ran the same route to the same area, and I think it confused Fort Hay State's defense because that was not what was supposed to happen. That was number nine and not number eight for UCO. Ridgeway wide receiver near side. He's a big guy, too. Here's Peyton Scott. You mentioned him. He's not real big. 5'5", 175, runs over left tackle and takes it out to the 41-yard line. It's a pretty good gain of about seven on first down. Another guy not real big, Benny Williams, there to make the tackle. They probably got up and said, hey, how you doing? <laughs> gain of seven, second down and three. Broncos to the 41. He's a fire hydrant, yes. Peyton Scott. 5'5", yes. 175. Benny Williams towers over him at 5'9". Second down three, UCO from their own 41. They haven't been in Tiger territory much today. Brown throw is wobbled near side, and it's intercepted. Kobe Rome, his second pick of the day. Kobe Rome kept the shoulder in play. He has his second interception. Third takeaway for the Tigers. They'll get it back with 4.53 to go. It's a bad throw by Brown. He throws into double coverage, and, and he throws it into an area where his receiver should be getting. And I don't know if the wind got a hold of that ball a little bit and brought it back into play, but that was not a good throw by Brown to where two receivers were. He was trying to get a big chunk play out of that. The only question, one, he had to dive for it, but would he catch it in bounds? And it looked like he did. He got that, yep, it was. He got that shoulder and elbow in before it hit the white sideline, and the official was right there. Fort A. State will start at, the Bronco, at their own 35-yard line, already up 34 to nothing. Dixon in there, gets the carry, runs it up the middle, running with a head of steam, still on his feet all the way up to the 49-yard line. A gain of 14 yards on first down. Jack Puck at the tackle for UCO, and gaping hole up the middle, and good strong running there by Dixon. Fort A. State's having another huge rush game today. Well over 200 yards for the third time this year and really close for the fifth consecutive time. The two they weren't, 199 and 194. Well, they got one of those because they took a knee to end the game. 
and it took them under 200 at Missouri Southern. No coincidence. They've come in the last five weeks, and Fort A State's about to win their fifth in a row. Here's Dixon just carrying the Broncos for the first down all the way down to the 45. Noah West holds on and finally brings him down. Six-yard gain, first and ten Tigers inside UCO territory. The last drive we didn't see Shane Watts. We don't see him this drive, and I would not anticipate to see him rest of the game. He has 18 carries today, 106 yards, but he's had a lot of carries, a lot of load the last four plus weeks. Good time to get him some rest. We see Logan Heigl in now at wide receiver, starting to see a few new faces into the ball game for Fort A. State. Ryan Allen's played a little bit. He's a wide receiver near side. Bryson Smith over to the right. Now Allen comes in motion. Handoff. Dixon runs right up the middle, lowers his shoulder again, takes it inside the 40 down to the 39, and Caleb Hebner is now in at quarterback for that last play. It's down to the 38. It's a seven-yard run. Grant Lohr the tackle. And boy, Fort A. State getting some chunk yardage right now. It's five-yard gain to the the uh, t- 38-yard line. Let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Fort A. State football. Beers, wines, and spirits. Pick up a winner at Kaiser Liquor with two convenient locations in Hayes. Tiger Radio, Mix 103, KJLS, Hayes. So Caleb Hebner now in at quarterback. He hands it off to Dixon, and Dixon just follows that offensive line and lunges his way down to the 35-yard line, picks up three. Grand Lore, the tackle once again. Forday State just trying to run some clock here down to 242. That's what's left of a fifth consecutive win. We do see Neville Brown now in at center. Remember earlier, Dylan Rock left with a little blood, but it may be one of those deals where Neville, because of that one play, you used up one of your eligible games, and you can still be a redshirt by playing in three, but if you already played one play, one snap, you're up by 34, let the young man play. Great idea. I love that new rule. You can play up to three games as a true freshman and still keep your red shirt year. High snap. Hebner hauls it in. Lobs it over to top. Ryan Allen's open. 15, 10. Spins by a defender. Dives. He's down to the two-yard line. First and goal, Tigers. A 33-yard pass completion to Ryan Allen. Jamori Ray saves a touchdown. Allen spun around a defender but could not quite get it into the end zone. First and goal, Tigers once again inside the farm up of an in-supply red zone. And did the sideline want that? The groan you heard was from the Fort Hayes State sideline because the team wanted that touchdown. And the Tigers bring in Colt Fuller into the ball game. Remember, he had a touchdown last week against Washburn. Ryan Allen has one touchdown catch this year for Fort Hayes State. I think the Tigers might have to burn a timeout here. Yeah, Play clock a, down to three. Took a while getting everybody in. Down to one. And do they call the timeout? Nope, they didn't. The flag's thrown. I don't know if anybody noticed that. Took them forever to make Playing their substitutions. Game. Offense. Five-yard penalty remains. First step. So it'll be first and goal from the seven now for Fort Hayes State. They were late in getting Trevor Watts onto the field and just kind of late getting everybody the personnel package they wanted out there. Well, if you're Fort Hayes State, you take the penalty because the clock still runs. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's a five-yard penalty, but the, the clock is still running even though you never had to snap the ball. Caleb Heaver in the shotgun. Dixon to his right. Watts comes in motion. Handoff, no play action. Hebner's going to scramble to his left. The quarterback throws it late, and is it intercepted? A nope. flag is thrown. It bounced in to the hands of Kobe Stevens, and now there's a flag in the end zone as well yeah. at the end of the play. Was this maybe a hold on the Broncos? That's what I'm thinking, because the the wide receiver broke back towards the middle. Illegal downfield player. Offense. Or that. Number 75. Five-yard penalty. Remains. 
First down. That offensive line has played so well today, but Kofi Carey Carey got a little bit too far. And, and that's tough for an offensive lineman because it looked like Hevner was going to run. And then at the last minute, he pulled up at the line of scrimmage and threw it late, and Carey Carey was too far downfield. And that's what makes it an ineligible man down the field. And I think Fort Hay State will just kneel this out now. So moves it back to the 12-yard line. They will go into the victory formation, if nothing else, and ran more time off the clock. And so now they're late. They had to substitute Ryan Allen in late. Officials will hold him up. Because of the penalty on the Tigers, the play clock is not rolling. So it is still first and goal. They'll down it, and they'll need to do that a couple of more times, and this baby will be over. What a performance today by Fort Hay State. They were good from kickoff to the end. A few mistakes. And when you're you're a football team, you're going to have a few. But the Tigers overcame them. Came them. Tigers ran 71 plays today, and not counting these these kneel downs. What you like is overcoming the two interceptions in the first half. Defense got stops, and you mentioned it. Broncos got no points off those two interceptions in the first half. The first two turnovers of the second half created by the defense. Tigers scored 10. They down on the knee, and the clock is going to wind down. And the Fort A State Tigers are going to pick up a fifth consecutive victory they haven't done that since 2019 Fort Hay State is now seven and two they go to six and two in the MIAA and this season from the Young Tigers continues to get more interesting as we move into November your final score from Lewis Field Fort Hay State 34 Central Oklahoma nothing the Tigers now seven and two We'll take a break. Our post-game show is next. This is the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. The four- These are challenges. Coach, congratulations on the win. A pretty dominant performance by your team this afternoon. We played four quarters, you know, and it shows when we play four quarters and, and do things the way we want things done. Um, offensively, defensively, and special teams-wise, good things can happen. I thought we played more physical today than the one we have. You know, in any other game, probably. And, uh, you know, the show today, I mean, all the credit goes to these young men. They they practiced hard this week. They put the time in the film room, and they, they studied. They prepared, and they got ready for this game. And, I mean, it just hats off to them because this victory is theirs. I mean, they worked their tails off for it. You mentioned uh, over the last couple of wins that the team was happy that they won, but they weren't pleased in the way that they played. A little bit more pleased today, maybe? They were. You know, there's still a couple guys with their performance. I mean, that still you – know, they're not – Satisfied with, with what they do, and they know there's things that they can do better, and that's what I love about this team. You know, they're they're happy with the win, but they're they're never satisfied, and then they're still hungry, and there's still a lot to play for right now. And they got themselves in a good position, you know, right now the, for these next two weeks. If we take care of business and, and win a couple of these games, good things could happen for us, and and, and they know that. So, uh, I mean, they they know this this. This is just a family, and these kids just play hard for each other, but they know they got things to still com- to, to work on and get better at. But I'm very pleased with their performance today. Hats off to these kids again. I mean, they, they, they played hard. When you look at the scoreboard and there's a zero on the opponent's side, a lot of things went right for the defense today. A couple of takeaways, three interceptions. I mean, the defense really had a day. We have finally got the turnovers. You know, we've been looking for those. We've been stressing them since, you know, week one when we started, and we just weren't getting them. But today we finally got some of those, and, you know, guys stayed back. You know, we gave up a couple of deep plays, which, you know, as I'll take blame for that because i got to keep getting those guys from being so aggressive and, and see things a little bit better. But when you've got a zero on the board and you hold a team to under 200 yards, that's a great defensive performance, and that just gets your ball back to the offense, and they can score points, and, uh, you know, that's how you win ball games. 
Central Oklahoma tried a lot of things early, a, a, a couple of trick plays on a kickoff, uh, reverse passes. I mean, they really threw everything out there. And, and one of the passes hooked up for a, for a sizable gain. But outside of that, your team was disciplined in staying away from getting caught on those passes. I mean, there was a lot of things they showed on film, too. And, and the one they did get, you know, we did show them that in practice. Um, but we just bid. You know, our guys are aggressive. They want to make that tackle for a loss. And, uh, you know, the safety cheated up. The corner cheated up. And we were actually in a, a true quarters coverage there where we should have had a safety back and a, and a corner. But our guys still buckled down, right? They still didn't let them in the end zone. Um, we didn't have any points after, you know, change of possession or, you know, turning the ball over. But, you know, our kids played hard. But, man, I mean, hats off to our defense and the way they play today and, and getting those interceptions and playing aggressive and physical. I know one of the big keys for you is 200-plus yards rushing. You get there again today. Shane Watts had a big day, but then also so did uh, Dixon and Tillis. It, it was another really good game on the ground for your team. It was a complete, you know, running backs, offensive linemen, receivers blocking downfield, tight ends blocking. I mean, those guys all got after today, and, you know, it's you, you got to take care of the first level first and then start working up, and, and then you got to run hard and see the holes, and you know, that's, that's what those guys did. I mean, they played hard today. They played physical, aggressive, and it started to become the old Fort Hay State team you can see that was those things starting to come back right now and uh now I'm just so proud of these kids I, I really am and uh, love them to death and you know I'm gonna do anything, I'll do anything for these young men and I'm just so proud of the way they've handled these situations and the ups and the downs and and fighting through them and battling and going through adversity and not letting them get to them and just battling I mean they this team these guys are gonna keep winning they are they're gonna find ways to win ball games we saw the couple of uh, interceptions by Jack Dawson, but he also made some really good throws. A, a few of the throws later in the game may have been some of his best throws of the year. Yeah, they were. You know, the first one you saw Ryan Alley just showed it, you know, kind of short arm, but just a little bit because you know sometimes you just want to make sure you make that pass and he didn't see the corner. The second one, I mean, it was going to be for a touchdown, but his arm got hit, so it kind of fluttered. Um, but you know, he took off running a couple times a day, got the first downs, and, and and stressed the defense a little bit. But some of those balls towards the end, I mean. It, in the game, those are some nice throws, and those are some hard throws as well. And you know, I'm proud of that kid. I mean, he bite. He, I mean, he fights. He scraps. He battles. He's a he's a tough kid. Well, now you get set for the last two games of the year, and one of the things that you've talked about is coming off of wins and making sure that everything continues to build. Has this team figured that out, or does it take some more readjustment after even a, a win like this? It's still adjusting, right? We still, you know, we're still looking at it. We're zero and zero right now, and we need to go one and zero next week, and then that's how we're going to look at it every single week because what we've done before this doesn't really matter. It's what we do going forward, and uh, those kids understand that too. And uh, I told them to enjoy this tonight, but not too much because uh, we still got things to work play for and. And we worry we still need to try to get two more wins, but it starts with this ne- this one against next week against UCM. So, I mean, these kids are smart. They take care of each other. They keep each other out of trouble, and uh, you know they make the right decisions to make sure that we keep winning. I wanted to ask you about the second quarter. That has been a, an area that has struggled over the last few uh, weeks here. What was the difference today? They just played, and it was just the emphasis this week of playing four quarters, and even just the kids themselves. You know, talking about those things that what do we need to do better to do those things, and then and then it came down to practice. You know, sometimes there's let ups in practice, but this week there wasn't one let up. I mean, our kids practiced hard the entire practice and, and had no letdowns and just played fast, played physical, played aggressive, and and made the plays they needed to make in practice. Because when you do that, those things happen. You know, in the game, but. Again, it's on them. You know, they they put in the work. They put in the time in the weight room. They put the time in the study room. I mean, all those different things. And, uh, you know, that's why we're getting these wins right now because these kids truly care about each other. They truly care about this family. And, uh, you know, they're believers in God. And, and, you know, and all the glory goes to him. 
All right, final question. Fourth down, you go out like you're going to fake a punt. The other team takes a timeout. You take a timeout. Then you come back out on the offense. Go through that little bit of what you're trying to accomplish. Were you ever actually going to punt the ball, end up scoring a touchdown on it? That was a wild sequence. Well, you know, we ran that play before. I can't remember who it was against, and, and we did, we we know we did the, the sneak with Kale with our punt team out there. Um, this time we're just trying to get him to jump off sides. And um, once we did that, and they called timeout, I said, you know what? It's we're kind of in that situation here where it's punting's not going to really get us a bunch of yards back, and we can't kick a field goal. I said, Brian, you got to play it. He goes, Yep, let's go. And sure enough, we got it. Coach, congratulations on the win. Thank you. Gerard, we're here with defensive back Kobe Roman. Congratulations on the victory. You get a couple of picks today. Let's start there. Uh, Mike, the ni- nice catch on the on the second one on the end zone and then uh, had one that was uh, right in your area and made a nice play yeah. on the first one. Talk us through those two. Well, first one, you know, I was, you know, a little cover five, a little sitting in my little zone. I wanted to bait him because I know they used to throw outs. They used to throwing outs, throwing out a lot. So, and they haven't really thrown that out. Well, they threw it in the first quarter, so I was like, try to bait him to throw it again and this time I'm gonna sit on it and it was short that uh, short uh distance so I was like gonna sit there wait for it and he bit he bit on it so had to had to make a play on it and I did and then the, the second one you make the the nice grab to make sure you were in the end zone that was a heck of a play yeah so for I they had thrown the ball previous uh in the previous game they had thrown that to me and they completed it so I knew him trying to do the same thing I already knew what was going on we was in the same coverage he tried to hit me going outwards and I stopped that he went upfield and I seen the ball thrown I knew I had to make a play on this so. defensive you guys play well you, you shut them down offensively what were you guys able to do that made it difficult for them on offense we just pounded them I, it was physical it was physical we over physical them and then once they realized they couldn't run the ball we locked them down on the outside so really it was really the physicality that really started off being physical with them, stopping the run, and then making them throw the ball. So we knew the uh, number two, their quarterback, we knew that he was dealing with some injury. So that's what our main goal was, making throw the ball and then make plays on the ball. And, and Coach Brown has talked about the physicality all year long, and um, I know that uh, he, he's coached you guys in the secondary. So, you know, it seems like you guys are taking that to heart. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Physicality is the main thing. You know, the past few games, we haven't been as physical as we need to be. And they've been coming back. Like the Washburn game came back. We weren't physical enough. This game, we knew we had to make a statement. We had to be physical, you know. We're the number one defense right now, and I feel like we weren't playing like that. So I'm glad to, today we came out physical with them, showed them that we're the number one defense for a reason. And then what does it mean to you as a group to get your fifth straight win, and do you feel like you're putting it together down the stretch with a couple of big games on the horizon? Man, it feels amazing. Cause coming from last season and even the season before that where we were losing, losing, losing back-to-back, it feels great now be able to string together a bunch of wins, you know, going, winning, possibly taking it to the playoffs, hopefully taking it to the playoffs, you know. So it's, it's a beautiful feeling for them. Very good. Good job today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Once again, Gerard, that was defensive back Kobe Rowe. I'm back to you. Gerard here with a running back at Travis Dixon. And Travis, congratulations on the victory. You personally go over 80 yards on the ground. What was working for you this afternoon? I'm just trusting my old line, man. They did a great job today, and I seen it. I hit it with no hesitation. That was the main thing. 
it seems like it's, uh, those guys up front are kind of finding a rhythm a little bit, and that's allowed to maybe make your job a little bit easier. Yes, sir, it really do. Um, you know, I did feel like we struggled a little bit at the beginning of the season, but as the season goes, man, them boys getting their rhythm, and uh, once you get these the three backs that been toting the ball to the second level, man, I, I don't see too many secondary players tackling us. Well, so I got two things. First off, uh, you're, a, you're a dude who runs hard. You're a big guy who, who runs hard, and it, it looks like that uh, you make sure the guys know that they got to tackle you. Oh, yeah, make sure. I have to. If, if I got to bring the tempo, set the tempo. It, it, um, it helps the sideline, and, and it actually helped me, you know? And then talking about, two your running back group, uh, Shane, and then you, and then also Jaquan comes in and, and uh, gets a touchdown today. It seems like that uh, you guys are playing well, feel like maybe feeding off of each other a little bit. That's exactly what it is, um, uh, I'm excited for uh, these few games that's that's guaranteed, and hopefully we make it to the playoffs. But with us three right, right now, man, the sky's the limit. Uh, alignment, keep, alignment keep getting better. The sky's the limit, baby. You pick up your fifth straight win. How important is that? Do you feel like that you know things are are getting put together? You feel like you're on a roll right now? I definitely feel like we're on a roll. I, uh, me and my guys sit every night, you know, and be like, man, we one game away, two game, like you know, go one and zero every day, and. We keep doing that, man. Hay is going to have a, a heck of a time. What, what's it like? I mean, it seems like you're a close, close-knit group. Uh, you talk about your running back guys, but it seems like the, it's a close-knit group and you guys are just having fun. Yeah, uh, I actually got here. Uh, the whole summer we was together, the, uh, us three just working, working, working. And I love to see that it's paying off, you know. It's beautiful. Very good. Well, congratulations and good luck the rest of the way. Appreciate you, man. You have a great day. Once again, that's running back Travis Dixon. Back to you, Gerard.